good? Yes? Mike? 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 Got one thing for you, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guy. Oh, yeah, everybody was listening, and they were enjoying the best show, because we've been doing this forever, and we kind of know what we're doing at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the dog in the back said, everyone is acting to turn to a best show, please. And the listeners got mad, because the studio was making it sad, but it turned into a best show, please. Best show, please. Best show, please. Show bliss. Oh, 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 you're listening to the best show. Cause it's Tuesday night and that's what you're conditioned to do. Uh-huh. We've been doing it for a while. And studios here in Patton, even AP Mike. Who saw Gotti this week? He was in the theater in Bayonne watching the movie, and Pat was filming him from another seat. And there was nobody else in the theater, and then Mike drank a Kirkland Light. Oh, yeah, everybody was. And Mike asked if they had these shots, and the theater was empty. But now the best show's full. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're listening to the best show, and you're having a good time to turn to a best show, please. And the best show's back. It's on the attack and the current crew. Best show bliss. Best show bliss. The number is 201-332-3484. And if you're listening to the best show... And you want to get on the best show, you call the number I just gave out, and then Michael screen your call. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the listeners at home want to listen and have fun, and they'll turn to a best show blitz. And the best show's back, and we're on the attack, and they'll turn to a best show blitz. 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 It's, it's a best show blitz. It's, it's a best show blitz. It's, it's a best show blitz. Hey, it's a best show blitz.
We're back. Very exciting night tonight here on The Best Show. My name's Tom. I'm the host of the show for this week, and uh, we are all gathered here in this late June of 2018, and uh, we're going to have a fun program, and how can we not have a fun show, because we got friends in the building. We got Nick Thorburn, our friend Nick Thorburn's here, and that's exciting, and then we got our friend John Daly, which then makes it exponentially more exciting, and then the two of them together... It's like, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like two, two times two is 22 when they're together. And then we got Mike is here and he saw Gotti this past uh, week with Pat and they're going to talk about that. And, uh, we got other stuff coming up as you would only expect. Oh, I look at that number. I see the number on line one already. I might go home. It's not what I think. Oh, good. Good. Hey, challenge. What you going on? No, same area code. But you know what? We're in your area code right now, and the area code is uh, 1-800-LAUGHTER, L-A-U, L-A-F-F-T-E-R would work if we can get that. Mike, get that. Secure that number. Because right now, I'm about to start the thing I've done every Tuesday night for most of my life at this point, The Best Show.
Best Show. Hi, my name's Tom. What's up? Tom Sharpling here with you. Tonight, we are just about halfway through 2018. How do you like that? What's up? We just heard Islands. Great song. Love it. Love it. From the album, Should I Remain Here at Sea? By Islands, that was called. Back to it. Came out last year, I believe. And that's one of the couple people who's going to be in. We got Nick Thorburn. He's the, the dude from Islands. Get ready for that. John Daly. A lot of, a lot of fun tonight. A lot of fun. Got AP Mike is going to review Gotti. Yeah. Who's good here, Mike? Line three. Mike said to me, I was like, hey, you want to get pizza for everybody? Mike said, let's get the kind with cheese on top, not under the sauce. Yeah. First of all, Mike, you're not wrong. It's not, it's not a magic trick to just put the sauce on top of the cheese. They're all a little too impressed with it. Don't worry, Mike. I'm not against you on this one. But I'm not with you either. Because you're turning it into some sort of like, as if this is like the lunch pail, like the, like the, the lunch pail guy, like a, like a, you're some hard hat who just wants pizza the way it's supposed to be. Just eat it. Best show, hi. Hi. This is Dominic from uh, Bloomington Normal, Illinois. Wait, hold on. Wait, who is this now? Dominic from Bloomington Normal, Illinois. Dominic from Illinois. Yeah. What's up, Dominic? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What are you doing? Um, kind of getting ready for bed. Just I wanted to call in and say hi. You're getting ready for bed. You, you turn in. Uh, is that because you, 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 you? Did you just finish school? I'm not sure uh, where you're at. Uh, no, like four weeks ago I finished school. Four weeks ago you finished school, but you still you're an early you're an early riser. Yeah. What are you getting up? What are you working the the crops? What are you getting up so early for? Uh, I have theater camp. You have theater camp. Okay, so you got to get up early for theater camp. Yeah. And what are you doing at theater camp? Uh, we're doing a play called Madagascar. Is it based on the movie? Yeah. With all the animals. Yeah. Are you in it? Uh-huh. Who do you play in Madagascar, Dominic? I'm, I'm a lemur. You're a lemur. Let's hear a little yeah. bit of the lemur. Let's hear a little bit of this. I'll give you some feedback. Wait, hold on. Do that again. I'll, I'm going to give you some feedback. Go ahead. The fusa, the fusa, the fusa are coming. All right. That's very good. 
Thank you. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, so there's an animal native to Madagascar. It's called a fusa, and, like, they attack the lemurs. Okay, so you're worried about the fusa coming to get you. Yeah. You got you, you got any other lines in this thing? Yeah. Let's hear them. Uh, um... What kind of meek? What well, the king? We'll do that again. Meet the king. Meet the king. Yeah. And what kind of walk are you doing in this thing, Dominic? Like, like a strut. You got a str- good, good. This is what I was going to suggest. I'm glad you're doing it already. You got a little bit of yeah. a strut going, huh? Uh huh. Like, like you're, you're, like you're the, like you're uh, the king, right? Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not the king. Uh, I'm no, I'm no, the... no, no. Of course, you're not the king. You're you're the lemur. Yeah. And uh, so, but you got to have some tood. You got some tood, right? Yeah, yeah. And like when you strut, are you? Well, tell me, describe this strut to me. You, 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 what are you doing? Boom! 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 Okay. That's the strut? Yeah. You're walking around. You jazzy do walk. Jazzy walk. What do you mean? Like you're riding a, like a senior scooter? Like a jazzy? Not necessarily. I think you got to do a little. You got to get it in your shoulders. Get it in your shoulders, Dominic, right? Yeah. Like what do you do? You got to do some shoulder work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, see? Right? Yeah. Don't uh, be afraid to get like, in there and give him a little Edward G. Robinson. Yeah, see? Here comes the king, see? Right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And make like you got a stogie in your mouth. Not that I'm not encouraging smoking for uh, for uh, America's youth, but just for the, for the character. Make like you got a stogie hanging out of your mouth, right? Yeah. Now let's hear some of that. Let's hear those lines like that with the stogie hanging out. Oh, yeah, meet the king. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Now, now let's... That's like Marge Simpson. No, it's not. Put a little shoulder into it now. Give me a little shoulder when you say those lines. Pump your shoulders forward. Do it now. Yeah, meet the king. There you go. There you go. Now, this is what I'm going to ask you to do. Do two push-ups right now and then jump up and do the line. Okay. Meet the king. There we go. All right, you're almost there. You're almost there. Now I want you to just go shake it all out. You know what I mean? Shake it out. Okay, shake it out. Slap yourself in the face. No, harder. There you go. All right, now let's hear the line. But you got the stogie. You got to also picture you're wearing a derby, too. Okay? Now do the shoulders and give us some tood. Go. Meet the king. <laughs> Great. You're ready, for, you're ready for theater camp tomorrow. I need you to hold All on right. to that. Hold on to that. Okay? Yeah, I also have a joke for you. You got a joke for me. What is it? Yeah. All right. So. 
All right. It always the joke always is great when somebody goes, All right, so Yeah. So what do you call security oh. guards working at a Samsung shops? What do you call security guards working at where? Working outside of Samsung shops. Wait, what's a Samsung shop? Like an iPhone store. What do you call Yeah, se- what, but Samsung. What do you call what do you call security guards working outside Samsung shops? I'm just going to say this respectfully. Is the punchline racist? No. Okay, I'm ask, I said respectfully. I don't know you. I okay. Know how, I know how they You're roll. Ready. I know how you roll out in Illinois. All right, let me hear it now. So, so tell me, Dominic, what do you call security guards outside of Samsung shops? Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not bad. I gotta say, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Now give me that joke with the character we just developed. Let me get the feel here. Yeah, stogie in the mouth. Get those shoulders moving. Do two quick push-ups. And again, we get that strut going. What do you call security guards working outside of Samsung shop? What, what, what do you call a security guard outside of Samsung shop? Guardians of the Galaxy. Very good. You, look, you came into this call a, 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 a young child looking to be an actor. You're leaving this call an actor. Good speech. Right? Yeah. All right. Best of luck to you, Chief. Thanks. Best show, hi. Hello? Hello. Tom, hi. How's it going? It's going. Who's this? Uh, This is Brian from Nashville. Brian from Nashville. Nashville? Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee. Or as we call it, Nash Vegas, right? Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them. Ooh, I like that. You ever ride? uh, First of all, is there any chance you could uh, be in a place with more of an echo? I mean, what, what do you record? What are you in a recording studio down there in Nashville? What are you, what are you recording? <laughs> I'm trying to fix that. Talking to Farron Young. What, what's going on here? Hello, walls. I'm, I'm trying to make things sound echoey. I think I fixed it. Yeah. So you I ever ride? You ever ride around Nashville? You ever ride around Nashville uh, on one of those things where you pedal and drink uh, drink booze? Oh, like a pebble tavern. No, I have not. Okay, 
Your phone's really echoey. I don't know what's going okay. on with you. Did I fix it? Is it fixed now? Oh, what are you, a third man? What are you, 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 Jack White producing this? Hey, I wanted to apologize to you. I met you a couple years ago, and I made fun of your T-shirt. What was on my T-shirt? It was, I think it was like a King Crimson T-shirt. You were at Gonerfest. Yeah. And I didn't know who you were. And I was like, oh, look at this guy. Oh, I get it. So you're one of those guys. Oh, I just made fun of you. You had the thing. Then I found out you're the guy who does the best show. Now it's okay. And, it's, and, it's and I'm, I just want to say that I'm sorry. No, no, no. There was a back and forth. And, uh, no, you know, I, I, but if I, really, I, but, well, I if I, if I was, if I didn't do the best show, uh, some quote unquote in your, your way of looking at the world, some nobody, then it would have been fine <laughs> to make fun of me for having the shirt. You'd still stand by that. I don't know. I'd had a couple beers, you know, it was hot out. I, I, yeah, was I remember when I had my first beer. It was three weeks ago. Was it a Kirkland Light? It was a Kirkland Light. It was three weeks ago I had a Kirkland Light. It was very good. I think I like beer now. Oh, that's, that's cool. And secondly, then, then, well, you're, yeah. you're at this goner fest. You're making fun of King Crimson. Trust me, half the bands at that thing like King Crimson. Yeah, they I guess it. so. They get it. I don't know. You don't. It, it was hubris. It was hubris. What, what, and, what, uh, what, what, what's wrong? I just wanted to bury the hat. Didn't sound enough like the Dell Vikings. What do, what do you want it to sound like? <laughs> right? What are you looking for? Right? I was just looking for a good time, you know? And, uh, and you, you, you. you picked on an unsuspecting guy at a show to have it. That's your idea of a good time? Well, you got some problems, Chief. That was out of my element. I, I just wanted to say sorry. Well, I accept your apology. Well, thank you. You have a grand evening. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, this is Jake from the Facebook. What's up with these phones? Are, are we talking to are people getting some, like, uh, they're getting, like, a medical workup? These phones have been dropped down their esophagus? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you're... you're this is what, you, this like what you sound, this is what your call sounds like. Let me try something else. Let me try something else. You know what you should try? A phone! That's better? A phone. God, what? let me hear this now. What's is that it? better? It is much better. Oh, great. How about that? There you go. There, there you go. Now, what's your name? My name is Jake. Uh, I'm in a, I'm in a Grateful Dead tribute band called High Time. Oh, Jake from High Times, uh, one of your fans called last week. I heard, I heard, I heard some of that. And I, I am suggesting that when you play your big show, where is it, the Brighton Bar? Yeah, our big show at the Brighton Bar <laughs> in, uh, in Long Branch. When you play that show, yeah. you get AP Mike up there. You get him to be your pig pen, right? I'm, I'm listening. Oh, I'm not pitching it to you. Now it's time for you to you to propose the deal to me. Well, I think that this would be like something that your listeners would be more into than say like the uh, Deadheads. But yeah, I'm not for, opposed for, to for, it. For, I mean, for, like oh, for, you, first, you, first of all, first of all, you don't think there's some overlap here? <laughs> I would hope that there's some overlap. I mean, I, I overlap. Secondly, what do you want? You want you want AP Mike as a thing. You'll, you'll have the place packed out. You do the show uh, with without AP Mike. You, you could you might as well do it in a phone booth. 
<laughs> I don't know, man. We did, we just sold out Union Pool on Sunday night. We're doing okay, but but that doesn't mean I don't want him to do it. I would love for him to do a Big Ten rap. Michael, pack that place out. You only have to pay him seven hundred. Seven hundred, right, Mike? Seven hundred dollars, and it can come from anywhere. <laughs> Listeners can play. Oh, the t- the attitude with this laughing. The la- well, You think that's funny? This Mike is a star. This guy's a star. Yeah, he's absolutely a star. You better hope we, Mike and I, just don't do a competing show uh, across town. You got to do your own Grateful Dead show? We'll throw a Grateful Dead band together. Yeah. I might. I might do it now. In fact, I'm going to do it now. What night is your show? July 15th. Yeah, that's the same night we're playing down there, too, our Grateful Dead band. I guess we're really out of luck. Yeah. We don't have a pig pen anymore. You, you stole them. Yeah. Right you, know you know what our band is called? What's that? Uh, suitcase full of weed. <laughs> that sounds like you guys are going to do a lot better than we are. And let me get this. Uh, what are some of the What are some of the songs you do? Because I'll name some of the ones we do. We do. Right. Uh, we do uh, a lot of early stuff. Yeah, we only do like uh, sixty-seven to like seventy-four. Do you do Cream Puff War? No, but I like that one. We, we do Cold Rain and Snow from the first do. album. We do that also. We do Cold Rain in the Snow. Oh, man. We do, oh, uh, man. We're in we trouble. do Green Puff War. We do, uh, we do, we do uh, Golden uh, Road. Golden Road. I don't, do we do that one, Mike? We do, yes. Mike said yes. All right. Mike said Golden Road Unlimited, we do. That's right. That's right. Yeah, our, our Grateful Dead band. I got to say, Tom, I, I really relate to the fact that you know so much about the Grateful Dead, even though you don't like them at all. I, I really, it's like, uh, it's just, it really speaks to me. There's some bands you just, uh, like the Eagles or something, like you need to know everything about them, but you really don't want to hear a single song. Do you do, I, do what other songs do you do? We do, uh, we do Cold Rain and Snow, Cream uh-huh. Puff War, uh-huh. New Minglewood Blues. Yeah, we do that one. Uh-huh. Do you do Morning yeah. Dew? Uh, we're learning it, yeah. Yeah, we already know it. You're uh, learning so it. Maybe we'll have to chuck that one and, 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 and get and, and get something that you don't know. In the morning, do. <laughs> What's that, Are you going to be the lead singer? Or are you going to just be Jerry? Z- zip it, Chief. Mike's saying something. What's that now? Trade wind. I don't even know that one. That's deep. Oh, we're going to play trade winds down in Seabrook. That's the venue we're playing. Oh, that's the venue. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And that's that's pretty close to Brighton Bar. Close enough to steal your entire audience away. Yeah, I mean, we, I guess we have it coming if we don't if we don't let Mike do the pig pen rap. The, this is where we it goes. Pay him to either do pay the pig Mike, pen rap. either pay Mike seven hundred bucks to come up and do. You pay Mike seven hundred bucks, whether he shows he's going to be he's going to be so good at being pig pen, he might not show up. That's true. I mean, look, I'd rather have Mike in the band than pig pen. Honestly, I mean, who wouldn't? Don't you want to hear Mike's? Mike's going to do his big pocket pool uh, rap. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to hear that? Yeah, well, you're seven, the seven hundred bucks away from it. It's a, it's a hefty price tag. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but it's a hefty price tag. I don't know if everybody in the band is going to go for it. That might be that might be everyone's pay for that. But it's what you call it's what you call it's called the price of business because now you're going to get people know who you guys are. Uh huh. It's gonna put us on the map. They'll come back and see you. Yeah. That's yeah. Maybe so. We'll have something that no other dead man has. That's for sure. Or they'll or they'll come just see suitcase full of weed. I guess I guess we'll have it coming if we can't come up with the cash. Yeah. 
Do you do Mountains of the Moon? We do. No, I love that song, though. Yeah, I, can't I wait do. To hear I, we Mountains do it also. The and then China Cat Sunflower, we do. That's a tough one. You guys got all that down? We got it all down, yeah. Wait wow. to hear it. Wait wow. to hear yeah. it. You might as well come watch us because there's no going to be. Technically, your show's not going to happen. That's true. We should just come over and learn a thing or two from Suitcase for the Week. Friend of the devil is a friend of mine. Yeah, we do that one. Yeah, so do we. I just gave you a yeah. little taste of it. I can't. I never thought I would see the day where Tom Sharpling was in a, a competing dead band with my yeah, dead band. Suitcase full of weed. Oh, we're not yeah. even competing with you guys, though. We won the race. Yeah, so you're trouncing us. Worry. I forgot. Don't worry. It's over. <laughs> but I can. It's probably, I can. It's probably good. My wife I, will be happy. She doesn't really care for the dead. She she wishes. She wishes I was home more anyway. Wow, look, maybe so something good will come out of it. Well, me and Michael have suitcase full of weed, our Grateful Dead tribute band. Um, you you'll be home to spend more time with your wife. Yeah, and, I'll be. I'll, I'll get to spend more time with my family, and and, and you'll be stuck uh, playing Grateful Dead songs. Yeah, for, no, for the for, rest of your for life. Thirty grand. You'll a be show. so successful. And I'm going to walk away with thirty grand a show. That sounds great. Maybe I'll audition to be like the the Bobby in that band. Well, what do you do in the band? There's no. That's the other appeal of our band. There's no Bob in it. Yeah, There's no Bob Weir because he sucks. <laughs> yeah, we don't really do a whole lot of Bob songs. It's an that. improvement. Yeah. It's an improvement over the Grateful Dead. Is we replace elements that stink about them. We just don't put them in our band. There's no Bob like, Weir so you, in our Grateful Dead band. You guys don't do playing in the band. That's kind of a, that's kind of a staple. You might not be able to make thirty grand if you don't do playing. No, we have a Bob Weir. We have a Bob Weir dunk tank though set up at the back of the club. And you got like a lookalike with a big wispy mustache. We got a guy with a big bushy mustache and beard and and denim shorts <laughs> and and flip flops. And you can throw uh, you throw baseballs at the thing. And if you pay double, we just lift the shield that protects him from the thing. You can throw balls at him. Wow! Wow! How much do you pay the Bob Weir lookalike? How much do we pay? We tell him there's money at the bottom of the tank. <laughs> and it's worth that's, his while that's, to get knocked in. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so are you uh, going to come to Brighton Bar, Tom? Of course not. No, I'm not going to that show. Only, only, would, there's only one way I'll go to that show. It. You might be into it. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm not like one of those people that's like, oh man, you don't get it. Dude, but, like, there's only I, one I way. There's only one way. Like dude, hey, hey, dude, there's only one way I'm going. The AP Mike's on that stage talking about a four day creep. All right, all right. If I can guarantee that, you'll come. Seven hundred. If you guarantee seven hundred bucks, AP Mike, I'll come. And you'll break up suitcase full of weed, huh? And we will break up suitcase full of weed. All right, I'll uh, I'll see what I can do, Tom. All right. AP, all right. At, are you on Twitter? Yeah. Hit AP Mike up at AP Mike. All right, I'll do that. Do the right. Loop me out of this. I want <laughs> I'll leave to you out of it. All right. Bye bye. All right. Suitcase full of weed. What do you think, Mike? Bob Weir dunk tank in the back of the room. Well, you'll be up there ranting about uh, pocket pool. Fesho, hi. Hey, Tom. My name is Jeremy. How are you? I'm well. What's up? Well, who's this now, Jeremy? That's my name. Yes, sir. Where are you calling from, Jeremy? I'm calling from the state of Texas, a little town called Buda, just south of Austin. Okay. 
Yes, well, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm calling to uh, express my gratitude. Uh, wife and I so celebrated our 15-year wedding anniversary not too long ago, and you were kind enough to uh, to pay for a trip to the movies for us to Alamo Draft House, which is what we do for for some people for their anniversary. I the show will pay to send you to the movies, but I pick the movie. What movie yes. did I pick for you? Well, you gave us an option. You gave us uh, two choices. It was either Book Club or Deadpool 2. Uh-huh. And we chose Deadpool 2. You chose Deadpool 2. <laughs> yes, we sure did. I'm glad. Did you have a good time? We did. We had a great time. We, uh, we enjoyed the movie. Uh, we're, uh, we don't get out to the movies a whole lot. We have, we have young kids and... Um, you should have brought yeah, a good movie. Nice That's a great movie for young kids. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Young children love Deadpool. Yeah, I, I'd be afraid of the lasting effects. Yeah, that might probably probably a, a, a good idea as a parent to track track that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But nevertheless, we enjoyed it, and uh, I just wanted to call and, and say we, we really appreciate well, it. Well, happy anniversary, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. And what snacks did you get? Uh, let's see. Okay, so we got the loaded uh, loaded fries, which had cheese and, and bacon and all kinds of good stuff on there. And I think there's probably a popcorn in there as well. So loaded We enjoyed fries. that and, a, and, a, and a, a, a picture of a, a nice, nice adult beverage, so that was good. And that's and, not a problem uh, at night? In the darkened theater to see uh, that you'd be eating loaded fries? You know, I probably should have thought, thought that through a little bit because I think there was some, some spillage, but uh, we managed, <laughs> we somehow managed to make it through, yeah. Good, good. Well, look, the, all the best to you. Happy anniversary, and uh, I will talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Thanks again, Tom. Bye bye. Nice time. Suitcase full of weed, huh, Mike? What other what covers should we work into the show? Dark Star? Well, I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna be. You're gonna give your love to me. Forty eight minute version of Not Fade. Buddy Holly comes back from the dead. It's like what? Hey, it's not that's not my song. Hey man. My my song was under two minutes long. What is this? Besho, hi. Hey, Tom, it's Nate in Newbridge Corners. How are you tonight? Good, good. How are you, Nate? I'm good. A little, uh, a little wet, though. This rain is something, right? It's rain it has been nuts. <sighs> so much. Like, uh, it's like you need to be Aquaman to even get around, right? It would, it would help on some of those nights when it's really coming down, yeah. Yeah. Not hey, hey. Did he have a, was there a Mrs., I hope this doesn't sound sexist, was, was there a Mrs. Aquaman? I don't know. I don't know if there was a Mrs. Aquaman. Like if he was seeing somebody? I don't know enough about Aquaman to know the world and who who, who was in that world. She'd have to be aquatic to have any kind of relationship, though, I guess, right? You'd I mean, assume, he, yeah. That yeah, because he could, could he breathe above Yes. The water. But chances are she probably would need scuba gear to have any sort of relationship under the water, right? 
It would if she if she was a, a land dweller. Yes, I would say if she was a land dweller, it would probably make them having any sort of relationship difficult because she would always have scuba gear on. Yeah. Although you know, they probably without getting graphic, they probably make that sort of wetsuits wear, you know, to yeah, accommodate. Okay. I, I don't want to talk yeah, about that. Nate, I think that's not, disgusting. Oh, yeah. Let's not, let's not open that door. Huh? Okay. Hey, speaking of, like, superhero-y stuff, I saw you recently, you tweeted something about this flick, uh, uh, what's it called, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Is that what it's called? Yes. It's coming yeah. out in a couple weeks. Ant-Man yes, and yeah. the Wasp. It's, uh, right. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I will never see that. You're not going to see it. No. Why no. are you not going to see it? Well, you know, all these these movies, they're so predictable at this point, you know? It's like, I tell you, I, I, I've been sussing these things out since I was, I was like, 10, you know? Like, I, I, I figure them out while, while I'm watching them. And it, it's funny, it, it got to the point when I was younger where nobody would go to the movies with me because I would guess the ending, you know? I, I'd blurt it out, and they would ruin it for all my friends. You'd guess the endings to movies? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, is that something you're good at? I'm really great at it, yeah. Yeah. Well, the best at it. Okay. Well, if you're, well, do you remember what the first movie you did that to was? Yeah, yeah uh, Star Wars. Star Wars, like the first Star Wars movie. Exactly, yeah. I was, uh, must have been like 10 or, yeah, 10, I think. And it's, I was only a kid, but I, I, I saw it like a mile away that Luke Skywalker was going to blow up the Death Star. And I was right. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not, I got to just say, that's, that's not the hardest thing to. That's a, that's kind of an obvious guess that the Death Star is not gonna not gonna win. Well, I, I was young though. I was ten, I, and you know, as as I got older, there, there was there were other ones that I I definitely figured out early on. Like uh, I knew that Rocky was going to win in Rocky Two, and I knew that that chick would fall for the old Peter Gabriel boombox ploy and say anything, stuff like that. So, so when. When he held up the boombox, mm-hmm. you were just like, "She's gonna fall for him." I mean, it's so predictable, right? That's, That's like a Hollywood. very predictable. No, it's it's not that hard to guess the answer to that. You don't think that was hard to guess? No, not at all. Uh, well, well, Rocky two. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are all they, uh, you guessed that Rocky was gonna win Rocky two. It's not the. It's not that impressive. You know. What are you in the in the pocket of, of Big Hollywood or something? Jeez, in the po- I'm not in the pocket of anybody. Sounds like it, and you know, I'll tell you, these Hollywood idiots—they're incapable of coming up with anything, you know, interesting or uh, close to being original at this point. And let's do a little experiment, okay? Uh huh. You tell me what's playing at the New Bridge Ochoplex. Right now, and, and okay. right, I know this is not—it's um, probably not politically correct, and you know—but uh, I think it needs to be said. And I—I I, first let me say I know we have a growing Latino community here in Newbridge, but uh, did, did they really have to name the new theater the the Ochoplex? Why, why is why does that bother you that it's it's called the Ochoplex? Kind of a cool name. Well, because they're stealing our jobs. Steal? 
Stealing what jobs? Oh, geez, got got an hour. Um, picking our strawberries in the scorching hot sun. Um, paving our roads in the even hotter, more scorching sun. Um, making our sub sandwiches. Uh huh. And yeah. are, are are these jobs you're desperately you desperately want? Those jobs? Oh God, no! Are you kidding me? I, I couldn't hack that for even like twenty minutes. Any of them. Uh-huh. But but you'll fight for your. You want to have the the right to have that job. Yes. But it's the last thing on earth you're equipped to do. Oh, of course. no! I would never do it. Are you kidding? But I I, I want the right as someone who who, who was who, who who was lucky enough to be born here to say I don't want it. Sure, sure. Um, well, that's that, that. You've got a very specific angle on it, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't I I don't know why this should be an issue for you. Okay, well let's let's get let's get non-political. Okay, uh-huh. okay. Um, all right, you go through the list of films that, that's playing there, yeah. and I'll, I'll say right now I have no idea what's playing there. I will have never heard of any of the movies because I just don't follow that world. Uh-huh. And I bet I can nail the plot lines of all of them. Okay, because I do know about movies and um, okay. Yeah. So so okay, I got the things. Here's the. So if I give you the title, mm-hmm. I'll give you the title, and you'll tell me what it's about, what you think it's about. Yes. Yeah. Let's try this. Okay. You ready? Okay. All right. Uh, Deadpool two. What's it called? Deadpool two. Oh, this is pretty obvious. All right. It's got to be about this. It's it's like there's this. Uh, this in the I assume this is a sequel, right? There's probably a Deadpool one. Yes, yes. All right, in Deadpool one, what probably happened was there was this possessed community swimming pool. All right, and it, it, it's back in this one, and this time it's personal. All right, so so probably in the first Deadpool, there was a swimming pool, and it was built on like a ancient Native American burial ground, and then that burial ground got struck by lightning. And then it became possessed, draining the souls of anyone who swam in the water after midnight. Anyone who, who swam before midnight was safe, but once it turned midnight, you, you know, you got sucked. So the pool would use its water to punch, assault, and, and drown all its victims. And thankfully, uh, this scientist, he teams up with a couple local teens, and these teens, they want revenge on the pool for wiping out their lacrosse team. And they thought that they had beaten the pool, but they were wrong. And this rich land developer, he's going to build a condo where the community center used to be, and he wants the pool... To, to be the centerpiece of the development, and, and he, he's warned not to do it, but he doesn't care, you know, because he, he's all about the money, right? So he fills the pool up the night of this huge political fundraiser, and then all hell breaks loose as this new lightning bolt hits the water, and then the pool just starts trashing everyone in sight all over again. And that's basically the story of Deadpool 2. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. You haven't seen it, though, right? Have I seen it? I have yeah. seen it. Okay, so um, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you. Give me another one. Um, Superfly. 
interpret this. They really make a movie called Superfly. Yes. All right, well, there's only one thing this could be about, all right? What's all right, it's pretty self-explanatory. This whole superhero craze, you know, that's going around has been happening for years. It's basically, it's the little boys that can't get enough of their little toys. The so, thing. in the spirit of, of like, Spider-Man, here's Superfly. And it's a story of, uh, of a teen that gets bit by a radioactive uh, fly, and then he develops these crazy superpowers. You know, he can see from all sorts of angles, like a, like a fly does, and he, and he buzzes around. And he develops a craving for potato salad, and he starts trashing these picnics in, in, in the parks, just going nuts on everybody. And, and, you know, he seems to be just like a, a nuisance until he thwarts this huge bank robbery in which his grandparents are taken hostage. Uh-huh. And then what probably happens next, you know, he, he, he saves the day, and then he flies off into the sunset with his new girlfriend, who, of course, is the woman from those uh, phone commercials. The woman from the phone commercials. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do this without without a comment. Hereditary. What's that about? What's it called? Hereditary. Hereditary. Let me think about this. All right, knowing Hollywood, how vapid it is. All right, here's what happens in this. This is a, a good old-fashioned romantic comedy, the way they used to make them back in the day. Um, so I, what probably happens is this enterprising young man graduates from a college and he's ready to move to New York City to make it, it, it big in the world of advertising. Mm-hmm. But then he gets a call from his mother, you know, and, and the family sporting goods store is, is uh, struggling and she wants him to come back and use his business expertise to try and save the store. So the kid reluctantly moves back you know, to a small town. He's got some world experience now, but he's got to move back to this small town. He moves back in with his, his family. And he starts figuring out the ins and outs of the business, and then in the process of doing that, he reconnects with his parents on this level that he's never really been on them with. And they see each other as adults now for the first time, and it's, you know, it, it, it's a great relationship. And, and then if, if that wasn't enough, he falls in love with the daughter of his old track coach, and uh, he, she's moved back into town to help her family as well, and you know it ends on this very sweet and tender note. And um, I'm assuming it's the stars like Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what Hereditary is about. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about uh, um, Ocean's Eight? Ocean's Eight. Way to go, Hollywood. You you have t- two of, of these bodies of water on a rampage films out at the same time. Well done. All right, here's what I think this is about. Uh, a, a tanker of stolen plutonium is en route to Iran, but this massive Category 10 hurricane overturns the tanker, and then all the plutonium mixes with the violent ocean water, and it forms this giant funnel cloud, and that goes on this rampage, just eating, gobbling, you know, devouring everything in its path. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not... Um, well, it's called Ocean's 8. Yeah, and I'm assuming, based on what you were saying, do you think the title is Oceans, and then what? What comes after the word Oceans? 8, A-T-E. Yeah, no, it's the number 8. 
what? Yeah. Well, look. Okay, that's that's where that was your guess because you're so good at 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 just predicting what these movies are about. So, yeah, give me a couple more. Okay. Well, how about "Won't You Be My Neighbor"? Oh, okay. Oh, there's no way this isn't one of those sick quad X. Trenel Strauss organ grinders about a mild-mannered snooze who gets his sick jollies moving from town to town, making friends with his neighbors, and then luring them into his sick basement torture chamber where he performs these incredibly sick, disturbing atrocities the like no one's ever seen before. Uh-huh. Okay. That's it's got to be that. That's what that is. How about, how about I know Hollywood. Yeah. Or give me one more. Uh, uh, tag. What's it called? Tag. T A G. T A G. It's not a lot to go on. Let me um. Let me think about this for a second. All right. Uh, ooh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's something like one month every year. These five highly competitive friends, they they hit the ground, you know, kind of running for, for this no-holds-barred game of, of tag. And they risk their necks, their jobs, and their relationships to take each other down. Mm-hmm. Wow, I get that one actually. Uh, you actually got that one. You got that one right. Well, I probably got them all right. No, if you, you haven't seen the other ones, you, you you got that one right. I mean, I did see Deadpool too, which was you were you were off on that one. And really? Then, yeah, and Superfly. That's not what that's about. You don't know that. You haven't seen it. Hereditary. Well, I know it. I know what Ocean's Eight is about. That's not about that. And won't you be on my neighbors? Okay, look. There, that's a, you. You got you got tag right. I did. I, I, I probably got them all right, you know. And uh, yes. I don't know. I just have this knack for knowing what like mainstream, you know, culture is going to try to try to pass off as something original and something you know unpredictable. <laughs> don't even get me started on like on like pop and rock music. Those songs are just as predictable as movies. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what? Like like lyrically? Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like. I'll tell you, I, I don't even listen to that track, you know, but I, I bet you could name five classic rock songs that I've never heard, and I'd be able to tell you exactly what they're about just by the title. Like songs you've never, like... I don't listen to that stuff. Okay. Well, do you, okay. Do you know Stairway to Heaven? I've seen the title, and I know it's by... It's by Led Zeppelin, right? That's right. Yes. Okay. Stairway to Heaven. Uh huh. Here's what I here's here's what I I I can guess it's about, and I'm I'm probably ninety percent right on this. It's it's about this guy, old Liam, and, and he's the old guy on the cover of that album. I've seen it in stores, and he's the maintenance guy for a very ritzy hotel, and he does everything that needs to be done around the grounds, including. Um, Gathering up the big piles of sticks, mm-hmm. and he has a very strong, very healthy sex drive. There's nothing to be ashamed of, and he needs constant relief. And he has many dalliances with hotel guests. And um, 
one night he, he helps a, a woman with her bags and they can feel this kind of sexual vibe between the two of them and so she invites him up to the penthouse for a night of passion right and the elevator's out so they have to walk up several flights of stairs a lot of stairs and so that's the titular stairway to heaven and you know their session goes very well so well that they keep having these dalliances and old Liam uh, he has to go to these great lengths to keep his his wife um, I don't know let's give her a name Um, how about how about Deirdre he has to go through great lengths to keep Deirdre from finding out about his love-making excursion. So that that's basically what, what Stairway to Heaven's about. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me another one. Do you know the song Bohemian Rhapsody? What's it called? Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't. Who's it by? Queen. The Queen. Okay. Um, just, well, it's probably just, just about queen. this scarf-wearing free spirit who glides around the the village on roller skates. He's trying to be creative. You know, he's trying to, his goal is to write the the greatest rhapsody to end all rhapsodies. But his, his wife, um, let's call her, um, we'll call her Deirdre. She's constantly on his ass to come home and be a normal snooze. That's what Bohemian Rhapsody is about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Show me another one. Now, you don't know these big songs. No. Do you know Smells Like Teen Spirit? What's it called? Smells Like Teen Spirit. It smells like... No, Smells Like Teen... No, it. Smells Like Teen Spirit. Smells... That's a, that's the weirdest song title I've ever heard. All right, let me think about this. Let me just... Uh, oh, I know what this has to be about. What's that? Okay, so this group of, of, of uh, kids are on their way to this cheerleading finals. But their bus breaks down, and while they're on the side of the road, you know, trying to get help, this this crop duster flies overhead and dumps this harsh pesticide on them, and they go blind and deaf. Um, but with the help of their coach, Barney, they do make it to the finals, and they compete using only their sense of smell to get through their routine, and they win. And... Um, over the course of the night, Barney, he makes a love connection with the coach of, of the team's main rival, and they have tawdry relations in a gym mat tube, you know, the, the tube that they wrap the gym mats around? Uh-huh. And, and he goes through great pains to keep this from his wife. Um, let's call her, I don't know, Deirdre? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Hey, hey um, you know, I'm noticing a theme that keeps coming up over and over here. Um, what's that? Uh, the, 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 are you, are you Deirdre? Are you married to somebody named Deirdre? Me? No. Why would you get that idea? You keep saying it over and over. I are, did? Yeah. Huh. Like, are you? Am I what? Married to somebody named Deirdre. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So do you and Deirdre have, have kids? Yes. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. Look, I, I, I don't have time for your little boy games. I've got work to do. Okay. You've, what, well, what, what work do you do? What do you do for a living? What don't I do for a living is the question. Uh-huh. I'm working literally 23 hours a day trying to keep the wheels on this rolling disaster called my life uh, happening. Uh-huh. Literally 23 hours a yes. day. Yes. Uh-huh. That's uh, 
you got you walk me through a day then, Nate. What what like when you wake up what do you do? Wake up I, I haven't woken up in five years. All I do is work. Okay. Alright, so you you ask what my day is. Yeah. Alright, uh six AM to one PM I'm working at Newbridge Petroleum and I'm manning the Newbridge Bay waste pump, you know, that, that, that pumps the waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, then from 1.30 to 9.30 p.m., I'm on a Newbridge Clean Water Council garbage boat sucking up, you know, all that egregious filth from Newbridge Bay with a high-power water vacuum. Uh-huh. So wait, uh, so wait. Dirty work. You're, yeah, that's, it sounds like dirty work, but you're, it sounds like you're pumping pollution into Newbridge Bay, and then your next job, you're cleaning it up just like a couple hours later. Huh. You know, it's wild. I, I've i been doing this for five years, and it's never, that's never really dawned on me. I never really thought about that. Really? That's really weird. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's a... That's a Sisyphean endeavor, if ever there was one, right? Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are Sisyphus. Wow, that's kind of making me rethink some some stuff. Uh Uh, But then anyway, so after 9.30, uh, from 9.30 to 3.30 a.m., I'm a bouncer at uh, Wank City, which is, of course, that gentleman's establishment on Route 7000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, from 3.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m., I'm doing phone sales for the Newbridge Miniature Harmonica Company, which is a, a whole trip in, in and of itself. Um, I, I, I don't think you can really imagine or appreciate how irate people get when they're woken up at 4.30 a.m. and asked to buy a miniature harmonica. Can you... Can yeah, you, I can only so can you that? so the phone rings at four thirty in the morning. Yes, yeah, and I'm assuming you have one of these miniature harmonicas handy. I don't actually. That's the thing. You don't. No, I have to sort of. I have to sort of replicate what it okay. sounds like. Well, that would be more because I was going to say it would be annoying to hear somebody blowing a harmonica into the phone. Well, that's how the call starts. All right, let's let's run through one. All right. Okay. okay. So it's four thirty in the morning. Which way? Your, your um, phone rings. Okay, my phone rings. Okay. All right, and your phone is not near your bed, so you have to yeah. get up. And it's four thirty in the morning. You assume it's a, it's a, it's the worst news you could possibly be yeah. getting, right? Uh huh. Okay, here we go. All right, ring, ring. Oh. Hi, is this Mister Sharpling? Yeah. Yeah. Who's this? Hi, this is Nate Feathersby from the Newbridge Miniature Harmonica Company. How are you doing this morning? Who is this? It's Nate. Nate. Do you like music? Yeah. Yeah, I do like music. Well, then you'll love... I love Only it's way louder than that. What is that? Why are you calling me in the middle of the night? Can I mark you down for a gross of miniature harmonicas? Just give me that credit card number. 
No, no. All right. Well, I've got it anyway. That's a whole other level of this of this thing. It's basically a scam, and I do. I, I I've already hacked into that person's personal info, and I do have their have their credit card number. Uh huh. So actually talking to them is pretty much a formality. Sure. I guess then you have the call on record, and you can probably. I'm sure you. you oh yeah, we edit that yeah. the hell out of the call too. <laughs> yeah, so, so it sounds so like they. Uh huh. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Um. So so that's what when does that end 5:30 you said? Uh yes, yeah. And I guess you have a half hour in there to sleep, right? Oh Five god, no, are you kidding me? Well, I, I'm afraid if, if I did fall asleep, you know, since it's been like 5 years I've been doing this, I'd never wake up. Mm-hmm. So basically I just sit there with my eyes open for like half an hour and I I'm also I'm either just like lost in in like weird hallucination thoughts or I'm 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 sleep eating. You're sleep eating. Can be anything like little miniature donuts or, or like gravel. And you eat in your sleep. I do, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's not sleep. I mean, it's like a, it's it's a weird Okay. It's a weird, you know, uh netherworld. Ex- absolutely, and it's scary stuff yeah. going on too. Uh-huh. Things are after me. Well, I just got to say, it, the only saving grace of any of this is that you must be making decent money with all these jobs. Oh, you think so, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see dollar one from it. Why, why Why don't you see dollar one? Because it all goes to my 15 kids. Wait, 15? You said you had two kids, not 15. No, well, I, I have two with Deirdre, but then I also have the, these other 13 with these 14 other women. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not sure how that... 13 don't, kids with... Don't four, ask. Yeah, I'm, Two were present. I don't want to talk don't about Don't even know. Let's not it's even... It's weird. Know. Yeah. yeah. I, it seemed fun at the time, and now it's just like, oh, geez. But you, work for me. How do you... Ha- so 13 kids, though. Yes. That's unbelievable. Well, you know, look. Nate and little Nate need some fun like anybody else. They also need relief. Is that a crime? Oh, I don't think so. That's so relief well what it's very irresponsible and it's i just can't even i can't even convey it well the good thing about this is what's that when i'm an old dude you know and i'm sick or whatever i'm hurt i'm gonna have like a whole army of people helping me out taking me to the bathroom oh they're gonna love it's gonna be great yeah they're gonna. They're just gonna love the chance. They'll be. They'll be fighting over who gets to take you to the bathroom. Right, I think so. The the, the only arguments that will going be going on between your fifteen children. Right. Will be who got to take daddy to the bathroom today. I love it. It I was your. You you did it already. It's my turn. Let me. Let me. Let me undo his belt and yeah. sit him down. I never oh. get to bathe him. Right. Oh, yes, there's bathing, there's feeding. It's going to be great for me. Yeah. And they're going to just eat it up. They are. They are. But, you know, until that happens, yeah. you know, in 40, 50 years, uh-huh. I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm just kind of sitting around when I'm during that half hour just thinking, what became of my life? You know, I had such... I had such high aspirations, and now, you know, I, I, I barely have time to, to visit the restroom of, of, of my own power. You know, I don't even, I, I don't even get to watch the news. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know Donald Trump is president, but I, I've not really been able to keep up with 
what a job he's been doing. You know, I'm, I'm, I assume he's doing a great job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? he's doing a great job, yeah. Respecting yeah. the office is... Oh, yeah. Know, very right, respectful. Right. Doing the will of the people. Absolutely. It's very, very noble. Very noble. Very calm. Very calming. I knew it. I, 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 I knew he'd chill out over the years. And uh, I assume he's getting a long grade with our allies. Oh, it's just it's it's everything's fixed. It's a weird right. it's uh, a weird time. That's cool and uh, great with our our neighbors to the south. Yeah, I assume? everyone, every north, south, east, west. Um, I haven't seen photos of him, but I assume he's aging well too. He's very healthy. He looks yeah, the picture of of fitness. Awesome, that's great. Yeah, great times. <laughs> Uh, what, what is that? Hey, yeah. I gotta go. I'm I'm at the strip club. Yeah. And that siren goes off when when someone gets caught having a crankathon in a booth. Yeah. So you know I got I gotta go there and and take care of business. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll go take care of that, mate. All right. I gotta go. Put it back in your pants, pal. Okay. How about that? How do you like that, Mike? Weird guy, huh? Last week we debuted a song by Spider Bags that was 60 seconds long from their new album, Someday Everything Will Be Fine, which comes out, I believe, in August on Merge Records. One of my favorite bands, and uh, I've known Dan for a long time when he was back in the band DC Snipers. Uh, Great guy, great musician. Now we're going to play another song by them, a little longer than the other one. The album is so good, I think it might be the best thing they've ever done. And this song is great. It's called My Heart is a Flame in Reverse. And we're going to hear, this is another premiere. You can only get these premieres on the best show. This is the only place you get these. These premieres. You listen to these other podcasts, you don't get no music premieres. No, you get nothing. Not here, man. Let's hear the world premiere of Spider Bags. My heart is a flame in reverse. You met a girl with a pentagram tattooed on the front of her neck. And she knew automatically, imaginably, that they were connected until death. And they danced in a room that was
but you can't run from yourself. She made a blaster cast of this digital clubbing, and she placed it on a shelf. You sold a collection of flying Dutchmen, 45, to an old Boston hippie. And then they settled down the very sticky trailer park on the west side of Mississippi. Spider Bag's new album is called 
someday everything will be fine. And Dan McGee is a good guy. He's a very talented guy. Look, DC Snipers were one of my all-time favorite bands. They they made a perfect album. Who can get say they made a perfect album in this life? They made a perfect album. Hits after hits. And then he went and he left that band and he started Spider Bags. And they've been great for so long. And the new album's the best thing they ever did. It comes out in August. On Merge. And then this is, you can hear it there. And these are not commercials. I don't get paid a nickel for this. I'm not doing these for commercials. What? We don't do that no more. Right, Mike? A little too, a little too cheery on that one. We also got to get you, Mike. You did a uh, review. You you saw Gotti this week. You went to the theater in Bayonne, and you you managed to get two seats. You and Pat went, and uh, yeah, it seemed like it was a grand old time. We'll get you in to review that a little bit. We'll bring uh, my two friends, uh, Nick Thorburn and uh, John Daly, in a minute. But, Mike, you know this movie, Ant, Ant-Man, right? Right? Now, I, we all know I got cut out of the first Ant-Man movie, right? An exciting scene where I sold uh, Paul Rudd. Well, it wasn't Paul Rudd. It was Scott Lang playing. Paul Rudd playing Scott Lang. I sold him a lottery ticket. Scene did not make the movie. So then here comes Ant-Man and the Wasp. Film a thing for it. Told it's uncuttable. The word uncuttable was used. Well, we found out that's that's not true. And look, I don't care. I know what it takes. Peyton Reed's one of my favorite friends for most of my adult life. And I can't wait to see the movie. Man, you can see me in it. But this is what I'm going to say. There was a press conference. Here. And I'm telling you, everybody, see, he's, Peyton's going to hopefully call in in a couple weeks. We'll talk all about Ant-Man and the Wasp. But this is what I want to say right now. Yesterday, there was a press conference for this movie. And there's a panel up there. It's everybody in this. Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly and... Michael Douglas and Lawrence Fishburne and Kevin Feige, the dude who runs Marvel, and Peyton Reed. And I'm going to say this. I don't know who asked this. Someone asked this question. We're going to take a listen to something from the press conference now. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I think Paul from the get-go, like, well, finishing well, a question. Clearly. <laughs> she, she's really good at this. <laughs> two more. I think we have time for two more. Uh, yes, question for Peyton. Uh, have there been any talks about you returning for a third film in the series? And if you do, will you be cutting Tom Sharpling from that movie too? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we never know who's going to be in next one. It's, it's always a mystery. We can be hopeful. Um, I, I know there are other stories that uh, I would love to tell with these characters. Uh, as for the Sharpling dilemma, um, I, I certainly look forward to working with Sharpling in the future and, and, and hopefully uh, cutting him out again. <laughs> so, here. I want to say, whoever that was, I don't know who asked that question, 
You, my friend, whoever you are, I don't know who you are. You just jumped the line, buddy. You jumped the line. You're in the inner circle now. You're in the Hall of Heroes. Mike, find out who that was. And when I say Mike, I probably mean dude. Mike, Mike, you should see Mike with this technology. It's so bad. He left me a message a couple weeks ago. Cheapest phone I ever heard in my life. I had no idea who it was. I swear I did not know who it was. Because he didn't say who it was. It's like, hey, I'm wondering And that's like that for a minute and a half. I'm saying to myself, I think this is Mike. And then I text back. I'm like, hey, I lost. You know, everybody always says they lost their contact. Like, no one ever loses their contacts. To see a weird means you're not in my, uh, you've never entered your, your info in. Cause I got, I got your regular info in. I might, might get these cell phones. It's like, uh, it's like the wire up in this. They, they, they end up in uh, Bayonne garbage cans. Right, Mike? Burner phones, you call them. Burned, burned phones. Mike uses, Mike starts with a burner. After a burner phone gets burned, that's when Mike starts with it. I can get this thing working again. Come on. Work. Work. You order pizza, Pat? Is it here yet? Not yet. Which pizza did you order? One good, one bad. There we go. That's the spirit. Still got that box of Elios in the freezer, Mike. We gotta, we gotta make that. Let's make it next week for 4th of July. We'll make Elios. Bring a pan next week, Mike. A pizza, pizza tray. And whatever you need to put on that. What do you gotta put on? What do you want to put on that? Some grease? Right? You don't want it sticking to it. What are you gonna bring? Some Crisco? Big, what? Pepperoni. No, you eat this pizza as is, out of the box, Mike. No customizing. Can't break. It's like it's like it's like if trying to. It's like trying to tether an iPhone. It's out of warranty. You do that. You're out of the Elio's warranty. You can't jailbreak a box of Elio's. So again, whoever did that at that press conference, please step forward. You now are my friend, and you have moved all the way. You've moved past, past Pat, I'd say. I don't know you. You're past Pat, past Dudio, not past Mike, just because Mike's got seniority on everybody. Me and him have been together a long time. And, Mike, don't forget it. You know what I tell you every week. Those two guys out there. They try to make you feel bad. What do you what do you say to them, Mike? They're not fit to carry your jock. That's right. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go uh, to the to the uh, to the hot the, the Mike's here in studio, and I see. Oh oh, why don't you tell me people came in here, Mike? Who do we got here? What is that? Why is there music playing? I don't like that. That's not music. That's the the mics. Hold on. Let's figure this out. Hello, hello. Hi, it's Nick Thorpe. Wait, I'm going to bring. I'm going to go one at a time. Relax, John. 
Let's try you now. Hi. There you go. Hi, how you doing? Hey, it's John Daly, comedian John Daly. I feel like I got stepped on with my intro. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. It's coming, Nick Thorburn. Co-host of Critical Podcast. <laughs> Rock star from Islands and Mr. Heavenly and Nick Diamonds. And the unicorns. And I mean, God. Unicorns. Look at that. The unicorns. The islands. Yeah. Look at that thing on your finger. What is that? B- a basketball injury. Uh-oh. Yeah, I jammed my finger. You dug in? I was, it was man on man. We were doing uh, a, a cool pass and I intercepted uh-huh. an offensive, okay. uh, defensive rebound. Uh-huh. Sure. Jammed it. Sure. Might be broken. Do you want to see it? Look, it's purple. Uh-huh. Yeah, look at that. It is. It's pretty big. Yeah. You've got a thing on your finger. It's like it's like when uh <clears throat> it's like when Beyonce had those things on her fingers. What did she in have? In that one video. Lady right? fingers? No, she had like uh like uh, Edward Scissorhand things. Whoa. With the single ladies, right? Remember oh, right. that? So you got Nick Thorburn. He does what doesn't he do? It's it's, it's a shorter thing to just say what you don't do with this. You're point. right. You're right. Because you do a com you have a, a graphic novel coming out. That's true. Through Fantagraphics, the leading company in the biz. This guy's got a book coming out in a couple months. Tom, I'm on top of the world. I'm what? feeling so good and I feel I'm you know, last time I came uh-huh. through yeah. I got a little bit of flack from a friend of mine, uh KP, who said that I was mopey. So I'm just trying to that KP. Yeah. Chris Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. Perk. They got Perk. That weirdo who announces those Celtics games. This guy Kendrick Perkins played for the Celtics. He's he's a, 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 a completely subpar player. But there's one clown and there's the announcer. You play anybody who plays on that team. The guy talks <laughs> like it's a anybody wearing Celtics green. It's like they're the greatest player ever. You get Perk out there. He's working hard. And the Perk Perk call him Perk. Then he leaves the team and the guy's a bum again. So Chris Kendrick Perkins told you you sounded mopey. Yeah, he said the last time I was on the show a couple months ago, I sounded a little mopey. So uh-huh. I'm trying to I'm trying to ramp it up and just keep yeah. the energy high. And I love it. And I'm actually, you know, my records are classics. Like five, I have five classic records. So. Which are? Let's hear. What? How would you name them? Which oh. ones are classics? Arms Ways, obviously. Let's classic. put it up there. Yeah, that's the best show. Let say that. exclusive. It's ten. Ten year anniversary for the for the second Islands record, Arms Way. Yeah, sophomore. Which, which you you feel is misunderstood to some degree. Yeah, to some to some degree. I think I like overshot a little bit. I was flexing a little bit, and um, I think I. I don't know. I honestly, I think I'm a fraud. I think I'm just an imposter. See, now you're getting mopey again. This is. Your friend KP is uh, he's 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 home, kicking stuff all around his house. I'm assuming where's he? He probably lives. Where do you think he lives? Orlando, Kendrick Perkins. I okay. think he's in Winter Park, Florida. Yeah. Just now. Gary Busey. The what? What? That's the person that asked the question. What question? Oh, Jonathan Hawks. It says it's not Sean. Molehead, oh, the person that asked it. and his accounts restricted. Yeah, I know it's kind of weird. Sounds shady. Yeah. 
Sounds like they got to him already. <laughs> well, dude, you took it on the you, you lost your Twitter account because you asked a, a question that was too hot, too hot for Marvel. <laughs> and look, DC. Look, I want to see this Ant Man Wasp. I love it. I can't wait. My favorite people. Just didn't make the cut. What else is new? What else is new? Didn't make the cut. So yeah, so now you're starting to get a little mopey already, Nick. Keep yeah. up. Keep, don't, just don't. You made this record. Eh. You said you flexed. Yeah. The thing with it is, though, you know what? What? The world needs more people who flex. The world doesn't need these half-steppers, these people who just, they say they stink first, and then you can't say, oh, I meant it as a <laughs> joke, and then you can't say, I said it sucked, the thing I made, so you can't say it, so I said it first. Right. No. You made a bold statement. Maybe not everybody got it right away, but the <laughs> thing about music, it doesn't go away. Yeah. People are going to catch up to this thing, and you know what they're going to say? I get it now. I got it. I was I it, it took me a while. It made sense to me. Now I get it. When you don't know when, and maybe it'll never happen. But you know what? That's the beauty of making stuff. I'll be dead. Then so be it. I'll be right there with you. you dead as a doornail. <laughs> you think I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna see any of this stuff? No. You think I'm gonna see it? The things I watch roll by me. I'm getting lapped left and right. Anyway, sorry to bring it down. <laughs> you, you're mopier than ever now. Somehow it got worse than last time. And I didn't think it was bad last time. But look, let's both take a couple tips from a guy who, this is not one of his issues. He's a guy who, he stars in so many different things. He's done so many comedy things we've all loved over the years. Whether it be... uh <laughs> The one thing with the the saxophone (laughs) or the thing where he fought that kid. What? (laughs) I fought a kid? When did I fight? Rap rap kids. Little Xan. Xan. Oh, Little Xan. I fought a kid. (laughs) Yes. Not white children. One of the funniest things ever. Uh John Daly. One of the funniest guys ever. This guy's thanks. a heavyweight. Yeah, thanks. Heavyweight. <clears throat> yeah, thanks. You <laughs> don't have trouble flexing. <laughs> you were on. You were on Twitter, and this there's this this hip hop uh, artist. Yes, Little Zan. And how old is he? He's about twenty or twenty one. Uh huh. Yeah. And he's he's always talking. And Zan is short for Xanax. Xanax. So. You, what did you do? You you started goofing on him a little bit, well, right? He, first, I wrote a tweet, and what it was was me saying, "Hey, white rappers, if your face doesn't have tattoos all over it, go out and get some tattoos, bro, or something all over your face, mm-hmm. something like that." And then it's not that funny. And then <clears throat> Lil Zan's fans were like, "What about Lil Zan? What about Zan? Zan's cool, or whatever he has face tattoos." And I wrote a tweet to Little Zan. So I started this. Uh-huh. I wrote a tweet that said, hey, Little Zan, uh, go back to high school. <laughs> you're not a pimp. You're going to regret those tattoos. Or, you're, yeah, you're, you're going to regret those tattoos. You're not a pimp. And then he quote tweeted me and wrote, what did he say? He said, are you jealous of my wealth as well? 
And I was like, all right, whatever. And then after he said that, his fans started death threatening me, basically. Yeah. You were, you were, you were in the hot seat. I was in the hot, seat, the hot seat with his fans and they'd be like, I'm outside your house. I'm strapped. And then you'd look at the profile and it's oh. like an eighth grader from Minnesota. <laughs> but it still doesn't change no, that you're terrifying. getting a death threat yeah, at terrifying. 8 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. And so I had to make a, me and my producer, Cyrus. Uh huh. Um, we got together, Cyrus Garamani, we got together and, uh, made that song. And it just so happened that Lil Zan was dropping his new record with Diplo mm -hmm. that Tuesday. And we dropped it the same day. <laughs> and, uh, full disclosure, I DM'd Lil Zan and I was uh -huh. like, nothing would make me happier than if you would respond to this. <laughs> uh -huh. This would, th that would be amazing. Please yeah. do it. Yeah. And my, then my song came out and got better reviews. In everything, then. Because your song was, you were suddenly saying, I'm oh, yeah. Lil Zan's dad. Yeah, I made a diss song called, I'm Your Dad. And uh, uh -huh. you can see it at Lil, L-I-L, Zan's dad, X-A-N, Lil Zan's dad dot com. Uh, you can see the video, the lyric video. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's mm -hmm. very, it's very funny. And w what did he say? Did he, did he? He waited a week uh -huh. and his, his, I, you know, I just want to, I wanted to, you know, kind of have a jovial thing. I was like, mm -hmm. come at me, diss me. It'd be so amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I'll diss you back. And he wrote me a week later and just said, ha ha, hilarious, bro. All love here. <laughs> All love over here. And I was like, oh, he wants me to stop. Okay. <laughs> so, but you know, F uh, him. I love that this <laughs> happened. This was like right on the heels of, uh, you started the, you started the, the, the wave of, of hip hop beef off. Cause then, yeah. then you had Drake and Pusha T going at it. Yeah. I feel like my thing kind of like was the, yeah, the whole catalyst for the Drake thing. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Drake and yeah, apparently, uh, Drake's got something, a song he could drop that would destroy Pusha and Kanye. So. Kind yeah, of we'll not unlike, and I probably go a little deeper <laughs> with hip hop than you do. No offense, but it's there's two hip hop artists I'm a fan of. They're actually blood relatives. Uh, there's Jake Paul and his brother <laughs> Logan Paul, and yeah. um, <laughs> Logan worked up a diss track for his own brother that has the the. This, he calls it the second verse, and he's like, "Don't." He's like, "Little brother, don't make me drop that second verse." <laughs> he's like, "Don't make me drop that second verse, little brother." Whoa, and he is, uh, yeah. But then they collab on a song. And it's like, "I love you, bro." Yeah, I just want you to know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the best. They did it. They they showed <laughs> that two. Completely talentless people who like me and Lil <laughs> <laughs> like you and Lil no, no, just that they showed that there could be harmony between two guys who are incapable of literal harmony because they have no musical talent, but they're capable of harmony in in a larger concept. Brother, yeah, yeah, yes, they were great. And I'm proud of them for, for just moving the art form down the line a little bit. Well, it's every right? day, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. every day. One of the greatest songs <laughs> ever. Do you like that song, Nick? 
Um, yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, I think what they're doing with the medium is really it's really impressive mm-hmm. how they can just kind of kind of chisel out mm-hmm. what the essence of 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 what it is. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, the Suicide Force thing was great. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's looking for answers. Logan Paul's just he's an explorer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like our Carl Sagan. Yeah, we rely right. on him. He's a, he's a real journalist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's he's like Hunter Thompson crossed with Carl Sagan, and he's out there finding some answers. He's Gonzo. <laughs> he's so dumb. Totally Gonzo. He's so dumb. I love just that look on his face where he's like, when anything's like, what? What? Like, he's just terrified that it's not going according to the script in his head. Yeah. It's like, everybody's mad? What? (laughs) Oh, I don't know how to handle this. Oh, man. I hope he's around forever. I think think we're just at the beginning that this is really going to, these two guys are just going to be around for a long time making different art. Um, Well, they don't have face tattoos, so. No. Yeah. Their chances of survival yeah. are high. Yeah. yeah. So either with the low gang or Team 10, I don't know which one you're on. I, ironically, I'm with Team 10, but I have oh. a shirt that says low gang. Someone sent me that. I'm definitely Team 10. Bit of a turncoat. Yeah. So I just I have a foot in both camps. Okay. Hey, Mike, who's good here? Yeah, let me get through these calls. These people have been on hold a long time. Best show, Hi. Hi, um, my name is Paige. I'm calling with Noah from Brooklyn. Paige, welcome. Thank you so much. Here's Noah and I uh, baked a cake out of AP Mike last night. I saw this. This is this was. I saw this on on uh, on Twitter. You baked a cake that had AP Mike's face on it, and it's very impressive. It's very, it's a little terrifying. Mike, when you first saw that cake, what did you think? You were appalled. You were appalled that someone made a cake out of your face. Appalled, I mean, did you just think it was a, a not a great depiction? Your heart was in the right place. Oh look! I would, look. If somebody made a cake out of me, I'd jump off a roof. I wouldn't be able to handle that. But I'll, I'll say, I think they. Did, I think you both did a beautiful job with the cake. Thank you. Thank you. He looks very sweaty in it. Unfortunately, somehow you made a cake look sweaty. It's that's an accomplishment. <laughs> we tried. To, we tried to take so many different pictures of it, and. No matter what, we couldn't stop it from looking extremely sweaty. But the thing is, he's not a sweaty guy. I I am the one who sweats a lot on this show. I can't help it. Mm. It's over 40 degrees. I'm uh, sweating. Looking at Twitter, Andy Kindler saying anything about Wharf Rat. I don't know, Andy. The Grateful Dead. Wait. So, wait. uh, Where is this cake? I got to look at this picture again. Where's this cake? Yeah. Where's this cake? Why, why did you do this? Why did you make the cake? Why? Well, we were listening a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about a cake for uh-huh. a wedding for listeners. Uh-huh. And 
it would have AP Mike and uh, Kirkland Light on it. So yeah. we thought it would be really fun to make a cake seen, of AP Mike drinking it. Have you seen the cake, John? I have. That cake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mask you wear when you rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like it's going to break. And the one at the angle is, that's the one that would make me sad, Mike. <laughs> yeah, the ear. I I got the ear. You know when, when people are like, I want the flower on the cake. When they want like, I want Mike's. I want Mike's nose. What flavor is the cake? Uh, it's chocolate with rice krispies. Well, that sounds good, right? And the ears are made out of chocolate. The ears are made out of chocolate. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to retweet it now. Everyone can see the cake. And uh, well, also, just because we talked about a thing didn't mean you had to go do it. That's the part that I'm not under. That I'm there's a little bit of disconnect on my end with that. That you went and did a thing that sounded like, and you re- replicated a can of Kirkland Light, which he does. He doesn't drink. <laughs> When's the last he did you drink one at the movies, Mike? He never cracked it up. He went to the movies to see Gotti, snuck a Kirkland light in, and still didn't even drink it. You weren't tempted to just drink it during the movie? Got a soda with no ice. All right. All right. Well, well what did he do with it afterward? Did he just bring home a lukewarm Kirkland light? Probably returned it to Costco for store credit. So, um, look, maybe we'll figure out another cake you can bake. We'll figure out some special event where you can bake a cake of, of uh, not another Mike cake, though. Unless you can get it better. Right? <laughs> unless you can make the... I want to see Mike looking at the cake. The real Mike staring at the cake. Like like uh like like do that routine on I Love Lucy with with uh, Lucy and uh, what's his face from uh, the Marx Brothers. Remember that where they match each other's movement. Harpo, yes, I don't like the Marx. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> thanks for the cake. Thanks for the call. All the best to you this. Thanks a lot. All right, take care. Bye. Yeah, look, right, Marx Brothers are fine. I'm not gonna go reach for that stuff though. Right? You don't like Zippo? I'm a fan. Like I'm gonna go watch that. You mean like you put you'll throw that on? I'll the, watch it if there's like duck soup is on. Uh-huh. I'll wa- I'll definitely yeah. watch it. There's some bad ones, but the good ones. I would look. I would watch it if it was on, but I also will watch like I'll also watch like like Bar Rescue if that's on. Also, right? So, that, so to me, you, like it's some of the fun, like some of the bits and marks, but mm-hmm. like there's a bit. In Duck Soup, I think, where or maybe it's Night of the Opera, where Harpo cuts this guy's tie uh-huh. and throws a plate into uh-huh. the air and then shoots uh-huh. it. I mean, it's just uh-huh. the is Harpo, like, especially in Grab. Harpo, now, is that, is that who's on ones, first? Is that them? Oh boy, uh, is that them? You're not a classic comedy guy. <laughs> Are any of these in color? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Are there any that have been co- no? And also, this is what I'll say. You know, when everybody like 25 years ago say. They're colorizing movies and making them worse. Now's when we should start colorizing. We've got the technology now. 
These movies would look amazing now. Yeah. I say now we colorize all of them and you burn the originals and nobody can ever go back and look at the You burn all the source stuff. You yep. just torch it. You torch the Planet of the Apes. You let the only one start with Tim Burton is the first one available. <laughs> and you even get rid of the other ones too. There should only be one Planet of the Apes movie, the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Every movie, even non-sci-fi, should have a CGI young Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yes. Just everyone. Step on his tail. He goes, oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This call's been on a long time. That show, hi. Hey, Tom. Yeah. It's your girl, Jello Boy. Oh, my God. Now, I wondered why someone would be on hold this long, and now I have my answer. All right. Now, for people who don't know, this guy who's on the line right now, Jello Man, he calls himself. His name's Paul in real life, but he calls himself Jello Man. Why? Because he goes from rock festival to, to music festival to music festival and sells jello shots at them. And uh, he's like a party dude and everybody loves him and they can't get enough of him. His brother is Kurt Vile. And now the thing is someone, this guy's making a documentary about you called Jello Man. What's it called now? Jello Man, if you will. Jello Man, if you will. And there's a, what is, is it a Kickstarter? There's a Kickstarter. Um, you can Google uh, Jellyman Kickstarter, Jellyman, if you will. Uh huh. And so it's a and kiss. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we're basically halfway there. And um, mm-hmm. all the donations go to, like, um, you know, post production stuff and whatnot. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're, you've about, uh, you need about, uh, 11,000 more. Pretty much. For this thing. And when does it end? It ends in uh, 21 days. I don't 21 know. days. It's going to be a challenge. We'll see if you can get the money for it. Because, look, there's this documentary. You're an interesting guy. I know that. I've met you a bunch of times. I love you. You're a great guy. You've had a jello shot or two. I mean, I've had rock, a few. There's pond. a couple in the fridge right now. You want a jello shot, Nick? You want a jello Mike, tell Pat to bring one of those jello shots in for Nick. They're a little old now. That's the thing. Yeah, don't worry. What, did they go bad? I, I'm not, I've never had them around that long, Tom. Well, we're going to find out what happens. No, they're good, though. They're it's, fresh. Yeah, they're, hey, they're Tom, fresh. I'm actually at a music festival right now. You're at a music festival right now? Yes, it's called Electric Forest. You ever hear of it? It's like an EDM festival. You ever uh-huh. go to that kind of stuff? And who's going to be at? Who's at Electric Forest? Um, It's, it's like... Uh, Bass Nectar, you ever heard of Marshmallow? Marshmallow. It's a new band. Okay. It's a new band all Great. the kids love. Sure. Do Bonobo, it. the String Cheese Evidence. You ever hear them? The String Cheese Evidence. Was that like the a incident, whatever. Rubber band? Incident. <laughs> okay, so there, Mike, so you're selling Jello. You're selling Jello shots at this thing. Speaking of Jello shots, Nick Thorburn is doing a Jello shot, and his his okay. uh, co-pilot Drew is doing a Jello shot. Uh, yeah, but I was, it's a two-weekend fest, and I was here last week. And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of r- raved out right now, Tom. Um, it's a little too much out. for me. This is strong. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty, um, let's just say they've been fermented by now, at least. Oh, my God. There you go. That'll fix your finger. <laughs> Straighten that finger right out. Jello finger. 
So what with this Jello Man movie? What, what what is what is there in this that I, isn't something that I, I don't know already? You probably know everything in it. That's, I mean, but the people that don't know yeah. might want to see like it's just kind of a, a weird. I mean, I kind of just did it naturally. I just came up with the idea, but um, I think people would, might just want to see how I make them um, in mass amounts. Yeah, but it's about and, more than that. It's not. A, it's not a tutorial. True. It's you out and about, you going across country. Because, look, the first time I met this dude, I was d- directing a Kurt Vile video. We're in Philadelphia. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't like him back then. Let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. Come, It's like 7 in the morning. We're shooting this Kurt Vile video. <laughs> Ugh. We're shooting this video. <laughs> What's so funny? I remember yeah, okay. Oh, okay, that's nice. That's sweet. I'm sorry. I'm getting mad. We're getting ready to shoot this video. It's like 7 in the morning. We're in a park. And then suddenly this RV pulls up, Breaking Bad style. Huge RV. And door flies open. And out of it, some some dude is carrying one of those enormous bubblegum, uh, bub- like, a, like a, a gumball machine that you see at like Toys R Us that's like 6 feet high. Call a wizard, if you will. What's that? Wizard. Call a wizard, if you will. It's called a wizard, if you will. Now I realize why the movie's called Jello Man, if you will. Okay. So, and he sets it on the sidewalk. And then I say to Kurt, I was like, what what is that? He's like, oh, it's my brother. That's Jello Man. And by the end of that day, and then we start shooting the video, and we're shooting at a table, and you're in it. I said the one thing this table's not this table's not sturdy. Everybody, the only thing I ask you: be careful around the table. Take one, you pound on the table, and the entire table falls over. Like there was only one direction to follow, which was to just not <laughs> to just not abuse the table. And within ten seconds, the only thing you did was pound the table as hard as you could. <laughs> And then everything fell off of it. Yeah. So, so. I, you never told me that story. I forgot about that story. But by the end of the day, I was like, this guy's great. This guy's my favorite. I went back to the hotel room with a few Jell-O shots, and I remember I watched Saturday Night Live and had Jell-O shots by myself. It was like it was a little slice of paradise. Who was hosting? Interesting. Who was hosting that episode? Mm. I believe that one was hosted by <laughs> Vince Gilligan. <laughs> Vince Gilligan. John, you have a good Vince. Do your Vince Gilligan. Yeah, on the Vince car Gilligan? ride over, he did an amazing Vince Gilligan. I think this episode of Breaking Bad should go like this. <laughs> I think this episode of The X-Files should go like this. That's my Vince, bro. I'm brilliant. So, <laughs> yeah. So, look, Jello Man. Everybody should go check this documentary out. It's, it's. I can't. I hope. I hope it doesn't flop. I hope this thing doesn't flop because it'll be humiliating if this thing doesn't make the money because it's all or nothing at, in, at uh, on Kickstarter. And if you eat it publicly, that's a. That's. I think that's a referendum on you and Jello Man and the entire endeavor. If you can't make the money for this documentary, but if you do make it, it shows people want more. 
fingers crossed you make it. People should go to Jello Kickstarter and search Jello Man, and they'll they'll find out all about this thing. It sounds yep. great. It sounds great, Jello Man. In the meantime, we'll be selling some Jello shots next week. You'll what now? I'm I'm stuck here selling Jello. I want to go home, but I'm stuck here for one more week at the festival yeah. selling Jello shots. It's like Lodi, like the song Lodi, but with Jello shots, right? Three thousand uh, deep, if you will. Three thousand Jello shots. Yeah. Look, you got your work cut out for you, Chief. Be safe. Be I'll safe. save you a couple. And AP Mike, I, I'll send him a care package. Yeah. Please go ahead. Send AP Mike a care package. Jello man, all the best to you. I hope I see you soon. Yep. Okay. Final call. These people have been holding a long time. Best show. Hi. Hi. This is Peter calling from Des Moines. Peter, what's up, Peter? What's up in Iowa tonight? Well, it's uh, I've got a road trip to St. Louis tomorrow. Ooh, what's that all about? Uh, I am going to audition to be on Jeopardy. Well, hold on a second. You're going to audition to be on Jeopardy. Are you a smart guy? Uh, n- not necessarily. I-, I know things, but I don't do much with them, I guess. I don't know. Like, what's like a... The- what? Well, you can't ask people to answer their own trivia question. Like that's that's not how that works. Because you'd only ask ones you knew the answers to. Where'd you go to school? Yeah. Uh, a, a little college here in Northeast Iowa called Luther. Okay. Well, look, I I, I hope you make it. Any you... any tips for how to to how, how to handle the uh, audition? Be well, it's not be all about Eric. being smart. Be do what you do. <laughs> What's the weirdest clothing items you have? Do you have like rainbow <laughs> suspenders? Do you have anything like that? I'm a I'm a pretty conservative guy. Well, let's get some personality. Well, like, you got to get some personality going into this thing, right? My son suggested I wear my Star Wars tie. Should I wear my Star Wars tie? Is it a Star Wars bow tie? It's not a bow tie. No. Just got Darth Vader holding a lightsaber. No, dress like a fun. From the... Dress like a fun conservative, like bow tie. Yeah. Three piece suit. Yeah. By the way, John Daly, it's an honor to speak to you. Uh, Come on, uh, freaks and geeks! I've watched the whole oh series. Oh my three times. god, this is so <laughs> great! Yeah, I appreciate that. That's really cool. I just so want to say, freaks and geeks, freaks and geeks, freaks and geeks. Those freaks and geeks was a special time, and you know we had a great time uh, just doing the show, and the friendships yeah. have lasted a lifetime. Well, I can That's I can awesome. I can say one uh, category you might want to shy away from for the Jeopardy audition is showbiz because you got the wrong John Daly. Chief. <laughs> I got the wrong John Daly. Wrong one. Okay, it's an understandable. Oh, Mike Mike said this. <laughs> Mike said Mike's a hundred percent right on this. What's your name again, Peter? Yeah. If you make it to the show. And look, I want you to go, you go for it. You get there, you go for it. You try to win the thing, right? Of course, yeah. But Peter, you listen to me. If you get on the air and you get that final question and you're going to eat it, you don't know the answer, right? Yeah. Final Jeopardy, you got to do a best show answer in the thing if you don't know it. Just reference the best show with your answer. Because if you're going to flame out, 
flame out. I feel like what I want to do is argue over an answer and shout out, I've done my research, now you do yours. That won't make the air, though. That's the thing. <laughs> you have to do a weird... You have to do a weird thing and just mention so let's make some say what who is AP Mike? Yeah. Oh, that, that 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 might work, right? Yeah, can't wait. So you lose. Now I want you to win. I want you to win. But when you get to that final thing, this is what I want to happen. No offense, Peter. I want you to get on the air. I want you to get to final jeopardy, and then I want you to be like, uh oh, I don't know the answer to that. What if he's like? What if the question is like a thing about uh, freaks and geeks, and now you get weird because <laughs> there was like a thing? And you, now I'm going to be totally thrown off by that because of this call. You deserve it, you dork. I, I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. Look, John. This is the good John Daly. There's three of them. We got the good one but here. The other one's good too. <laughs> Wait, is this the golfer? The golfer oh, sucks. The golfer sucks. <laughs> you know what? I don't want you to do well on Jeopardy. I don't want to be negative, I, but I hope you do badly. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've earned that. I, I apologize. I've earned your, um, your, the other your kid, the other kid calls himself okay. John Francis Daly, right? Yeah, he's John Francis Daly. He's a nice guy. He's a great yeah, okay. and huge, uh, movie writer and. Yeah, he's not that yeah. good. All right. Uh, I like game night. Yeah. Game night. And your host. And your host, the cast of Game Night. (laughs) And then ten people come out to host. In unison. Wouldn't that be awesome? Why don't they just do that now? That would be. Right? Game Night was based on a true story, actually. Was it? Yeah. Like Tag. Tag I was just thinking about Tag. I thought, yeah. And your host. And your host, this guy. The cast of Tag. <laughs> You're on Jeopardy. Are you going to be the next Ken Jennings? No, no. That I, guy there's, sucks. There's you can admit. You can very admit little that chance he's freaky sucks. good. That guy sucks. He's also very funny on Twitter. Well, he's funny, funny. for a Jeopardy contestant. Oh, the, yeah. world, uh, the world's full of that now. Brian Williams, funny foreign anchor man. John Cena. Yeah, no, no, John he's Cena, he's, he's just flat out funny. Put him on your put him on your feed. You won't regret who? it. Who? The, the, the Ken Jennings. What, what's he doing? What's he, what's he doing? Egghead jokes on that? I don't need more. No, no, no. He gives he's, the, he's, he does funny, funny answers. He gives the question, and then the answer's funny. <laughs> okay, wise guy. I've got you on right now. I'm going to look at his thing. If I don't laugh at what Ken Jennings wrote on Twitter, oh boy, you're gonna get it. Louis Vertel, wasn't he? <laughs> he Louis Vertel, he's he was on. Uh, he's funny. And your host, Ken Jennings. Ken Jennings. <laughs> hey, what's up? I never thought I'd be you here, know, considering what I did, but uh, and he'll be great. like, uh, he'll be like, uh, he'll say, uh, the question mm-hmm. is, uh, the answer is, uh, what? is a great show that we're going to have tonight. <laughs> like, who's going to have a great is, show tonight? What is us? <laughs> we, us. What is us? We are. All right. Let's see. What's funny, this guy? Let's see what he wrote. Get a one-liner. Hold on. yeah. Why haven't I seen so much shameful... This was restaurant jokes. What so is, it, is it all topical with this guy? What's he, oh, you'll see what Jeff Sessions was up to the other day. It's taken a while to find the uh, answer, the 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 one to, to read here, Tom. Here we do, go. Do, do, do. Right? Oh. Oh, I hate boy. to brag, but I'm the only one at this elementary school awards assembly 
holding my applause until the end as instructed. Well, you were right. He is very funny. I take it back. This guy is a scream. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he's great. I think uh, Brian Williams is great. I think all the... All the people who go slumming it in comedy, I think it's, it's it's not insulting at all to people who, when it's the only thing you can do, when suddenly a yeah. wrestler decides he's, and immediately is more successful at it. Right. By hundreds of multiples yeah. over anything I've ever done. Unless it's Shaq. Yeah. Shaq is just like, do it, man. You're great. Yeah. <laughs> he's a lovely presence. Uncle Drew. I can't wait. Uncle Drew? Yeah. I'm pumped up Uncle for Drew. Uncle Drew. Mike, you want to see Uncle Drew? We'll get you in one of those D-Shock seats for <laughs> Uncle Drew, right? <laughs> well, look, I, I, buddy, I hope you clean up on Jeopardy. I hope it's a home run and you make it and you have the hottest run that any, and you erase Ken Jennings from all of our, from all of our memories. Well, I, I, thank you very much. I hope that happens and uh, I, I'm, <laughs> so, John Daly, what's going on with you? Because you, you've you've had your little Zan feud, that, but that's mm -hmm. not the bread. That's not bread and butter. No, well, that's not bread and butter. Well, I'm making a whole record. Yes, and every uh, it's a record. I, I play saxophone, and yes. the little Zan song has some sax at the end mm -hmm. because it's it's a it's a record with uh, every song has a sax solo. That's mm -hmm. the it's sax wave. That's the genre. It's sax wave. Sax wave. Yeah. So uh, I'm doing a big show at the Satellite mm -hmm. in Los Angeles on July 24th, Okay, if I may. Yeah, please. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm making a, a record with uh, my friend Cyrus Garmani and Joe Wong. And we are, um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to make a song with Nick Thorburn right here. Okay. Um, I uh, made a song with Colleen Green, who is great. the best. Yeah. And uh, making, yeah, so I'm having uh, guests and doing uh yeah i mean i'm i'm gonna do that big show i'm very do you have a is there are you gonna get a label for this i would love to labels um i would send you my record and then you decide if you want to put me on your label i would absolutely i would love to be on any label because it's gonna be star studded it's time. gonna be star studded it's it's gonna be um you know rock stars yeah big time um, well, i can't wait and it's you're the it's it's almost like when like when like like a Santana, like a late like a late period Santana, when it's like, it's him and it's yeah, it's, it's Rob Thomas, Rob Thomas and Michelle. Just like the ocean under the moon. <laughs> That's a great song. That's a great idea. And I should just be the Santana because you got that signature solo mm -hmm. sound. That yeah. his guitar just sounds and like suddenly, a bell, baby. And then suddenly here comes the sax. Yeah, right? yeah. You know when it's coming. Hopefully there'll be some kind of like anticipation like where's the sex in this song yeah it's like an easter egg <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> the worst thing i've ever said there you go <laughs> one of the worst things but um yeah i'm so excited and um it is uh it's good to make music and perform it i wear a white suit and mm -hmm. it's like an elvis kind of thing and okay real dumb love it and you did it. Uh, you did it at that that rock concert that uh, Jason Walliner put together. <laughs> ben, yeah, not a rock concert. What was it? It was, it like was a, a charity show. Charity show. Yes. Now, what was or the charity? It was like some... Action Civics or Action Civics. I think it's Action. Yeah, it's a charity okay. for youth to do uh, mm -hmm. direct action type of uh, thing. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very cool. 
You know, his brother also has a charity that he started. Zach? Zach. Z-Man? Yes, Z-Man. Where <laughs> it's, it's, a, a, it's an initiative to get uh, children under one to see uh, The Warriors. Oh, really? The movie The Warriors. I don't know if that would be a good movie for like showed, a really small kid to see. He brought it. his six-month-old to see it. Oh, man. And uh, he feels that it's so many kids don't have a chance to see the Warriors until they're older. And <laughs> yeah. he feels that there's a real it's it's a it's just a it's a it's a thing that needs someone has to step up and say this cannot go on anymore. Children have a right to see. Yeah. The Warriors before they're one. There's so many references to it in pop culture by now. It's just yes. like, yeah, you're going to see like a baseball fury. Clinking bottles together. <laughs> yeah. It's good for kids to know those references. You don't want them to learn them third hand. Yeah. Right? Come out to play. Or learn it through a family guy joke. That's yeah. how they got to figure out what the thing originally came from. Yeah. No. Unacceptable. Yeah. Family, come out to play, yay. <laughs> Character and family guy, come out to play, yay. Do you think he just sits in that booth all day long and is just like, like just trapped there and he's just like, this is uh, Tom Tucker and I'm doing the news now. And then so he's like, hey, it's me, the dog. I'm, uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> yes, it's me, the baby now. And I'm doing that. And yeah. now he's dad and he's doing it. Like, yeah. he just said, point like, Get me out of here. What am I doing in here? The only person he can relate to is Harry Shearer. The, the, the only people who can talk about their lives. Because then he's it's in like, there for like eight so hours. So much VO. <laughs> and then they're just like, all right, let's do – now we got an American dad to do. And yeah. he's got to do like 16 voices on that. Yeah. It's like a prison. He's in jail. <laughs> yeah. Mike, sometimes you create your own jail. You got to remember that about life. I know you're always moaning about what you don't have. Wait, who am I talking about? You or me, Mike? No, Mike, you're always saying what you don't have. You got to remember, you got a lot. Just because you don't have everything doesn't mean you don't have anything, Mike. Remember that. Yeah, mark that down. Um, what did I need to talk about? Let me just look here real quick. Um, yeah, some dude started getting on me on on uh, Twitter and was saying that like, because I was like saying, hey, if you donate, uh, if you. Name your pet. If you get like a dog from a shelter or a cat from a shelter and you name the the pet after like a best show reference, like I'll make a donation to the shelter. You got the the thing from this guy writes, he's like, you're going soft. You with your <laughs> trying to get pets named after you. Like, you're soft now. Whoa. It's one way of looking at it. I don't know. But, but honestly, am I soft now? Am I soft? No, you're but one of the most called? charitable uh, podcasts. No, 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 no. It's the most charitable podcast. The most charitable Especially podcast. Especially compared to like Hollywood Handbook and shows yeah. like that that are flagrant in their yeah, very, lack of. Very funny, but like you just know they're bad people, so it's a bummer. Yes, because they just, when it's time, you realize what people are like. I always think it's like, what are you like in a foxhole? Yeah. Right? When the, when it's go time, you're gonna, gonna jump on the grenade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you're gonna flip out in the foxhole and surrender, turn yeah. us all in. Game over. Yeah, that's what the Hollywood handbook. I think that might be more what they they'd be like. We're over here. Yeah, we surrender. <laughs> we surrender. Wow. This guy said I was soft. He said, "Yeah, show's not like it used to be. You're soft now." Oh, he wants you to be cruel. Well, what am I supposed to be meaner? Was I? Because I was meaner before. Right. I was definitely meaner. I know that. Nick, I was meaner, right? Yeah, you had a harder exterior, but I like the soft you. 
But is it soft? Is it truly softer? Soft? You. It's, it's, You're still like, hard. You're still rock it, hard. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But it's not like I'm like. Look, I don't listen to Howard Stern. I don't know what that is, but I hear these people <laughs> say just like, yeah, he goes on the thing and he interviews. It's 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 him talking to you know, uh, who whoever he's talking to for like three and a half hours. And whenever I've heard those, they seem like a snooze. Yeah. But I'm not doing that. You know what you are? here. What's that now? You're cool. <laughs> I'm cool. Thank you. You're cool. You have edge. I, I will say that. Yeah. Look, I just don't want to be like, I don't want to realize it, it's over is what I'm worried about. Well, that you know, guy, he wants, he wants easy. You're doing the hard work now. That's the thing. It's coming naturally, but you're, you know, you can't, it's easy. People don't realize you got to get that mm-hmm. out of your system. And then the cream. That's right. Floats to the top. And the cream is a little soft. Yeah. But <laughs> soft cream. But yes. what do you want? Hard cream? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's gross. And who is this guy? I don't know. Some goon. Yeah. Forget him. You're soft. You're soft. Come I at me. Come at so- me. You're soft. This was I don't want to be soft. None of us want to be soft. Yeah. But true. we also don't want to just be, you don't want to be like that embittered person who never yeah. gets any nuance. Yeah. Armadillos. Yeah. 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 You need, right? Yeah. You need to spread your say uh, it. wings. Yeah. Ugh. Say it. That makes me sick that, that he said that. I'm thank sorry. You, John Daly. Makes me even sicker than that guy thinking I was another John Daly. Yeah. Now that drove me up the wall. Oh, <laughs> uh, that happens so much. In fact, I get calls sometimes where they're like, okay, we got this guy on the line, this guy on the line. I'm like, I don't recognize his name. This must be for John you, Francis Daly. You should. It really has happened. Just go all the way down the line with it. Yeah. <laughs> just book the directing job. Right? Yeah. Yep. Just I should. Be like, well, I guess I'm writing this movie now. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried to just be like, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. No? Okay, I'm going to get out of here. Grab as many snacks as I can before I can boot me out. <laughs> we in this Marvel party. Because, look, it's the one kid, the one twerp from from uh, uh, Freaks and Geeks. Yes. Who went he's on. Great. He's great. Look, he's a very talented guy. He did. Uh, what he's did hard. He, he's a nice guy, too. I like him. What did he do? Spider Man. And he's working on Spider Man. He directed uh, Spider Man. Wrote I think wrote Spider Man. Spider Man. Wrote Spider Man, and John Watts directed it. Oh. Yeah. And um, and then he is wrote... writing the new Spider Man. I think. Yeah. So and he wrote Game Night. Mm. He directed that, mm-hmm. which is adapted from a true story. Yes, from a true mm. story about a game night. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but I came up with the idea like nine times, and I was but, like, "Oh, to do Game Night the movie." But, but what you should it, do yeah. first, you tell this guy. You think he's getting calls? People are just like, they're just like, they're going after him and they're just like, you're going to dress up like the thing where you do the other little Zan. You act like his dad. I love that little Zan song, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe. He goes by John Francis Daly, yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's um, J-O-H-N, right? Also, he's on Bones, which is one of those shows that mm-hmm. is just one of these crazy juggernauts yeah. of un- yeah. unbelievable popularity. Yeah. So I think like he's actually years. more... He's more well known from that and stuff. What if you added an F, John just, F. Daly. John F. Daly. Yeah, just, just, not Francis. It doesn't. It doesn't stand for anything. It's yeah. just an F. I'm John <laughs> F. Daly. <laughs> just like, and then he finally has to come to you and be like, "Hey, I saw you added an F." Uh, yeah. Oh, why is that a problem? It's making it. It's getting very confusing. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's great for me. I don't know. Why. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. This is a great. Now I'm JFD, <laughs> like JFK. Um, Mike, are any of these calls good? Line one. 
Uh, we'll see. Best show, hi. Hi, this is Brandon from Brooklyn. Brandon from Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn are you? I'm calling from Bushwick, of course. Well, not of course. Brandon You could have been in uh, this one with the baby carriages. What's that one called now? Park Slope? Park Slope, Park Slope yeah. What's up, Correct. Brandon? I wanted to know why Tim Heidecker, one of the greatest comedians slash serious musicians, isn't on the new John Daly record. John Daly from Freaks and Geeks or me? Does he have a record coming out? <laughs> John F. Daly. What if John he F. also? Daly? What if he had a sax record? How do you know he's not? How do you know he's not on the record? I feel like it would have been mentioned, though. Have you heard the record? Because I haven't. <laughs> I have not. I'm, well, maybe it's still in process, and you need to you need to sit with the process. Yeah, trust no. the process. So, yeah, look, he'll get it. You, you think Tim's not going to be on this thing? Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know where to go with this. You sound like I'm you've texting an agenda. Him. I'm texting him right now, weirdo. Do you have an agenda? You can be honest. Do you have an agenda with this? I'm not putting any judgment on it, Brandon. I do have a bit of an agenda. I don't want to say who told me to call and why, but I said what I needed to say, and I'm... Wow. Best show, hi. Sick. Hey, Tom, listen to you. Listener T, now this guy has been calling the show for uh, for so many years. He's a good guy. Good guy. Right? Good guy. How are you? Thank you. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Sure. Let's good. say yes. What's, uh, what's going well, on tonight? Well, I just had a couple of reasons to call. The first was for this, uh, the last guy who called about uh, Jeopardy. I just had a couple of words of advice for him. You were on um, Jeopardy. You were on Jeopardy. Yes, I was. And I won. You won um, Jeopardy. Yes, I did. Um, so the the main thing that he should know is uh, know what you don't know and never guess. And that's pretty much it. I mean, the thing is, when he goes to the audition, they're going to give him a quiz. If he passes the quiz, they'll do a little sort of stand-up run-through of the show to see what your energy is like and mm-hmm. see if you can sort of keep it up and are lively and that's about it that's the whole that's the whole audition process and now um, so you once, just you go you take like a written test yep and then if you do well on that they throw you up uh, in front of like a like a group of people just to see what you what you'd look like on camera yeah basically they have a they they have a, a set of buzzers so you can uh get used to how those work and they tell you a little bit about the show that if you buzz in before the before the question is done, um, you're locked out for half a second, which is why you see people like going crazy on the on the button. That means that they pressed it too early and they're locked out. Oh, see, did you know that? That's they inside press, baseball, right there. They press the button. If you press it a hair too early. It has like a little governor built on it that freezes you out, so you could, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, basically on both sides of the board. Well, the thing that I was worried about was whether I could actually read the questions from where the podiums that you're at, and you can. They're on television screens. They're about twenty feet from you, whatever. But you can read them, mm-hmm. and along both sides are a strip of indicator light. And basically, 
you can't buzz in until that light goes on. Okay. And that light really basically indicates that they've switched to the three shot of the competitors. So it's not even when the question is done. It's when they cut back to all the contestants. That's when you can buzz in. Now, look, I'm not expecting you. I know you're never going to badmouth Ken Jennings because you're all in the brotherhood together. And this is the like some sort of quiz show brotherhood. You're not going to put him yeah. on. But look, you know where I stand on this guy. You're you're what he sh- you should have what he has. Well, I, I, that's that's very nice of you to say. I I can't begrudge him anything. Although I I found out because uh, when I went on the show, it was the old money. It was not even the it wasn't the new money, and it was also if you won, you get to keep the money. If you came in second, you got a consolation prize, which was you know usually some voucher for a place in Puerto Vallarta or something. And third place, you get a box full of junk, you know, like, and like the home, the home game, you know, home version of the game. It's like, why would you want that? You just lost. Why would you ever want to play it again? Much less at home. You're done with jeopardy forever at that point. Yeah, no, you can't go back on. You can't. Once you, uh, if you audition, Uh uh, you, if you're not called within a year, you can re-audition. Mm-hmm. If you go on the show, uh, then you can't go on the show again. Mm-hmm. And if you go on Jeopardy, you have to wait five years to go on Wheel of Fortune. Wait five years to go oh. on Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, they're just they're allied. They're the same company. Trebek Sajak Beef. Yeah, <laughs> legendary. Yeah, yeah. Trebek. Comes, yeah. starts floating around on the Wheel of Fortune set. <laughs> he tries to woo Vanna yeah. over to but, Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> and like you know, three years ago you were on Jeopardy and you're trying to just like play it cool and Trebek's like <laughs> floating by. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> good. Very good. Yeah, I hope you can't see through the beard. Yeah. So look. So I the the other reason I wanted to call though was just to apologize to uh, Mr. Daly for our uh, oh. I believe I told you that story on air a couple months ago about uh, my rather awkward encounter with him at a live show in L.A. and with, I just wanted to apologize for that with so, me. Yeah, what did, what did you do? I said uh, <laughs> I seen you on the TV. You could buy me a beer. You said, I've seen you on TV. You could buy me a beer. Yes, I did. Well, I like how you made it like an option. Like, you could <laughs> buy me a beer. And I was probably like, what did I say? No, absolutely not. Uh, you said, uh, I what? And you were confused. That's understandable. And then I offered to buy you one and you declined. Right. And then it was very awkward and then I left. I don't drink. Uh, alcohol, I know that's so. why. That's why you. That's what you said when you declined. I could have been making it up. Ah, I don't drink, man. Sorry. I want this to end as soon as possible. This it is, is this over yet? I'm just checking my watch. Hopefully, it's over soon. Um, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know you were like a, a cool dude. And I, well, I, you know, I should have led with, "Hey, I'm a friend of Tom," instead of, uh, you know, some that buys you like ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> instead, instead of um, yeah, instead of <laughs> look, but it bought you would have bought you more than buying me a beer. Yeah, I'm a friend of Tom, and 
I'm buy a fan me. of yours as well. Buy and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> buy me a beer. Hey, I was on Jeopardy. Buy me a beer. Well, listen, uh, Steve, yeah. you're, you're, you're always, you don't need to buy time in my book. You're well, all right by me. Well, well, thank you, Tom. And, uh, I am a big fan, John. I, I've enjoyed your work on just about everything that I've, uh, I, I'm sure I haven't seen everything that you've done, but everything that I've seen, I've enjoyed. So thanks, man. And I'm sorry if I was rude or, uh, you were, you were not rude. Believe me. It was, it was, you know, this was my like low key Patty Smith. Moment. So, so I come off cool, and you're the you're the you know, yeah yeah. You know you you just came off a little a little bewildered, maybe maybe a tad frightened, but That's an uh, act. not it's an act. not really that not, not mean or, or belligerent or anything. You were you were very nice, and right. I'm sorry that I bothered you. It's okay. It's how it goes, and everything. <laughs> know, everybody okay. rolls so, with the stuff, and that's just how it goes. No exactly, worries. and it's and it's exactly like you've said, Tom. Is like. It's been it's been bothering me for what two years. Yeah. He doesn't even remember he it. Even remember it. <laughs> no, I, I tell him the whole thing. He doesn't remember it. So it's like, oh, I, wow! I took up a lot of space with that speaker. Winthrop the fourth. The latest reports: Adonis the dog is holding steady at three dollars and fifty cents. Have um, Aruba the fish has moved up to three dollars and forty-three cents. Beak the kiwi bird is uh, falling as at one dollar and fifty cents now for that beanie baby. Um, Austin the kangaroo moving up to nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Astra the bear is still at three dollars and thirty-seven cents. Prime mover this week, Britannia the Bear, is at $39.99, and that's the Beanie Baby, as long as we're talking about the addition with the hang tag and the tush tag. $39.99 for Britannia the Bear. 
The billionaire bears, of course, holding within the same margin $389 for an authenticated number one. A number six authenticated is at $182.50. And Blarney the dog is at $4.52 once again. This is the Beanie Baby Market Report. Egbert the Chick at $1.45. Farley the Dog is at $6.15. And um, price to move, we're looking at uh, Snookums the Dog. If we're talking about the hang tag and the rear tag, the tush tag, Snookums is uh, a bargain at $3.33. Splash the Whale moving up at $37.49. And Stubby the Pig holding steady at $6.90. Spooky the Ghost is at $12.89. And Sunny the Giraffe, the purple edition, has fallen to $15.99. We're looking at Tabasco the Red Bull is at $2.50. Swirly the Snail also at $2.50.
How's everybody doing? Out in Long Branch. And the Crusher. It's great. We've got a couple people in studio. Thrilled to have this guy in, John Daly. What's up? What's up? Doing good. How you doing? Yeah. Doing dumb, Dave? Good, good. Hey, you, uh... What are you making the Masters? Masters this year? Yeah. I don't know. Is it heating up? I don't know. Um, You're the golfer. You tell me. I usually uh, hang out outside in my trailer yeah. and just sell merch for the. Yeah, because I'm not sure. I look at because I look online and it's you, and you're like a golfer. Yeah. No. No. But you look different. You're not wearing the, the stuff. No. I'm no. I'm, hey, a, you like I'm, a, I'm an actor. I'm a comedian. You like American Dad? Yes. Yeah, me too. Somebody here wants to talk to you. All right. Hello. It's Roger. <laughs> hey, I'm Love. Roger. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Love, Roger. Want to just say hi to him. What's up, Roger? How are you? Hello. Hello? Hello, Roger. Hi. How are you? Morning, friendly. Well, good morning. Uh, it's the evening. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. but uh... Hi, can you please help me? I'm not drunk. <laughs> that's Roger. It's American Dad. You like American Dad? Love it. And we got this. What is your name now? What? Me, I'm Nick. Nick. Nick Thorburn. Well, hi, Nick. Hi. So what? Hey. Is, what's your deal? You're, you're a rock guy or something? Yeah, I have a few rock outfits. Uh-huh. You got to come get me. Uh-huh. It's Roger from American Dad. I love Roger. Hey, I want to let everybody know... Uh, very exciting, the Long Branch Dirt Sharks. The season is underway over at Cordova Stadium. Um, good news, bad news situation. Uh, the uh, as of two weeks ago, the entire team was. What is what is hashtag Me Too? What is that? What does that mean? Well, whatever it is, the entire team was hashtag Me Tooed. So there's no one on the Dirt Sharks roster right now. So the owner of the Cadoba over Cadoba Stadium and the Long Branch Dirt Sharks, everyone is potentially eligible to play for the Dirt Sharks this season. So just come to the stadium. You can get a schedule at any 7-Eleven or Quick Check, and you can check the schedule out. And just please bring your own mitt. They wanted me to say that. Um, what do you think, Nick? You like baseball? Yeah. Honey, I'm home. Roger. Wait, I Roger, love, Roger, I love let, Roger. Let this guy talk. Yeah, Roger, let me talk. Um, I'm a baseball guy. I'm a baseball nut, I guess. Uh, I BYOM all the time. I bring my own mitt. I've got my mitt right now, uh-huh. actually. Did you, you know want- Lou Ferrigno was deaf? <laughs> hey, Roger, I'm trying to talk to Nick right now. What, what are you in a band or something? What's I have deal? a few rock outfits, uh-huh. yeah. Like what? I have some harder stuff and then I have some softer stuff, but uh, but but I but I like I kind of run the gamut, you know. It's Dr. Kirkland from Costco. Costco, we got a Costco coming to Long Branch. Very excited after the last one was torched. Uh, third time's the charm this time for the Costco. We hope that happens. Cadova uh, Stadium is the place to be. The Costco will be in the parking lot. Very cool. Want to let everybody know that this week's. Uh, the show has been sponsored by uh, Fieldy Strawberries, which yeah, everybody knows the Thud Master from Corn Fieldy. He has a business, Fieldy Strawberries Forever. 
It's a very exciting uh, proposition because most fruit is not grown uh, on farms with new metal blasting at it. So these strawberries have just that extra whatever that had because they got just tractors with new metal pumping out 24-7 blasting at these strawberries. So feel these strawberries forever. They're really great. Now you can get those. When this Costco goes up, I'm pretty sure they'll stock them, and I know they have them for the Dirt Sharks game, so you should uh, head over to the stadium. Hey, uh, Skidmark, we got anybody? 201-332-3484 is the number. Dumb Dave in the afternoon. Uh, so, John, what, what's what's going on? What does it take when you watch someone uh, and they're up there doing their that thing like, when they're swinging away, and what is that? Like, Tiger Woods, what's his deal? It's like, he's, he got in the thing, he can't play anymore. What's that all about? He's kind of in because a hole of... It's mainly emotional, I think. It's emotional? Yeah. Emotional, okay. He wasn't allowed to be a little boy. Uh-huh. Um, he was, um, you know, he wasn't uh, definitely, what? like, controlled by his dad. Wait, Roger, let the guy talk. Let the guy talk, Roger. This is Roger from American Dad's also in the studio. Love it. He's cool. Argentina. <laughs> Dumb Dave, have you what? Heard, have you heard of the West Show? The what? The West Show. The West Show. No, no, the West Show. It's it's West Borland from uh, from uh, Limp doing. Uh, he's doing a similar show to you. Look, he he actually called you out. He called you out a few weeks ago. Uh, that guy is a fraud. He is barely into being in Biscuit anymore. He just does it for the money. I I like the guys. That are there for the long haul, which reminds me, I just want to let everybody know that the Bonnie Raitt Five Finger Death Punch show has been moved from Cadoba Stadium. It will be over at the Long Branch Public Library. That show, uh, I guess that's more of a scheduling ticket sale kind of thing, so people can check that out. West Borland's a chump. Uh, uh, Durst is my guy, and uh, that's just how it goes. Honey, I'm home! Durst that- is my favorite director. Durst is a good director. Yeah. I'm a John F. Daly. Uh, I go John F. Daly and then uh, 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 Durst. Those are now, my top two. Now, which one is which? There's like five of these John F. Daly's out there. Yeah. Right? There was the president. There's John F. Daly, the the, the uh, beloved president. Yes. Seventh president. Uh, yes. Seventh president. Yeah. And there's then him. there's John Daly, uh, the, his son, John Daly Jr., John F. Daly Jr. <laughs> And he was murdered with a plane, I think. This and is Tom Collins. <laughs> and this Tom Collins. <laughs> drink. Roger! <laughs> Killing it. Roger, what do you think of this guy? The black guys who did this. All right, that Roger, uh, take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, boy. Yeah, Roger, you got to watch it there. Oh, that was classic. That was classic. Classic, uh... And we're pumped that this Bonnie Raitt show is still happening, uh... It's a multi-generational gig. I know they're trying to do a lot of those. Trying to something for for mom and the kids. Five Finger Death Punch brings in all the youth. Bonnie Raitt brings in the uh, fossils, and it's just it's a great combo. Everybody gets something out of the night, right? Nick, when you play a show, what what, what do you look for from the audience? Well, we get Honey, a- I'm home. Sorry. We get them kind of primed up. We do like a thing called a pre-show, and we just play like a bunch of puddle. And um, stained, and um, just kind of gotta get the engine running and get the grease in the wheels and stuff. And then we just come out and like do our thing and 
just hit it. You know, we come out guns blazing, and uh, that's kind of the way it goes with with our show. Cool. That sounds great. I hope to check you guys out sometime. Um, now, John, I, I'm being t- my skid mark is telling me here that you also do comedy. Yeah. As well, what's a funny joke? What's a great joke you could tell us? Um. Uh, what's a great joke? Oh, great joke. Okay. Uh, what's uh, a great joke? Yeah, we're waiting, Roger. Right, Roger? We're waiting. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Um, okay, how about, uh, uh, okay. The guy uh, walks into a bar. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm at the Smithsonian. You gotta come get me. Oh, man. So, uh, guy's at a bar. I don't know. Roger. I'm not a comedian. Roger, Roger, let this guy tell the joke. Let this guy tell the joke. Guy walks into a bar. All right. Yeah. And uh, the, the bartender says, all uh, right. Uh, no, sorry. A donkey. A donkey walks into a bar. Bartender says, "Excuse me, we don't serve donkeys." The donkey says, "Well, I got something to say. You better start serving donkeys, or else I'm going to come back next week with a joke that is funny." And then everyone will laugh. A lot of happy to get over all this sad. Oh man, yeah, Roger didn't like that one. Yeah. Sorry, Roger. Yeah. You're usually so jolly, Roger. <laughs> oh man, Roger. Yeah, Roger. We know your name. It's Roger. Roger. Yeah, Roger. It's your name, Roger. Roger. Yeah, Roger. We know that. Roger. Now, Nick, when you when you're playing with the thing, you ever do any any songs from American Dad theme? You ever do any any McFarland's music? Uh, we do the um, you know his Fox uh, space show. Orville. Orville. Dr. Kirkland from Costco. We have an Orville-themed record that's going to drop in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's all based, if you've seen the show, you will get the references. But we don't really go into American Dad uh, too much anymore. So we're, we're kind of doing the Orville thing. I just am a huge McFarlane head. That's cool. Roger yeah. the clumsy alien. Yeah. Roger, we get it. You're a clumsy alien. It's Dr. Kirkland from Costco. You said that about eight times already. Come on. you got to come get me. Come get you. You're in the studio right now. You're here with with Nick and, and the other guy. <laughs> That's crazy. Jeez. John, no F's given daily. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Right. I should probably wait. Ah. So, if you guys are going to... Did you guys ever, like, just do anything together? Like, you jam out or something? Yeah, we jam out. We rock out. We jam out, but it's not... It's private. It's not for public viewing. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. too... It's too good. Yeah. It's <laughs> too good. Yeah, speaking of not for uh, private consumption, just want to let people know the Dirt Sharks are still doing those After Dark games, which are very exciting. It's a new thing that the owner came up with over Cadoba Stadium. It's kind of like X-rated baseball. It's a, kind of a new thing. It's very innovative. We'll see where that goes. And everybody, again, the Bonnie Raitt Five-Finger Death Punch show is
forgotten histories of Hollywood's second century not the first part of the panoply network my name is Gary the Squirrel I'm your host Gary Long Squirrel and this is another installment in our long running episode Nick Thorpe and John Daly! Hey, no, wait, just let me not on again. Hold on. Just play it again. So, yeah! John Daly is from Pitt- Pittsburgh! Right? No, you're not on it yet! It's about you! Hollywood. He's from Pittsburgh and he was a comedian. And he was like a funny kid. And then he wanted to like be famous. And then he like was like, I'm gonna go to New York and be funny. And he goes and he's like at the UCB theater. And then he was like doing comedy. And then he said to himself, <coughs> You know, read this. Read that now. You're gonna say a line. I'm gonna make it no matter what. Yeah. Then meanwhile, up in Canada, Nick Thorburn had a guitar, and he's like playing music in his bedroom. Where were you? Where, what, what part of Canada? Uh, Campbell River, uh, Vancouver Island. He's in Campbell River, playing guitar. And he's like writing songs, and then he goes to like school, I guess. You went to school? Yeah. Yeah, what school? Uh, Concordia University. He went to Concordia University! In Montreal. In Montreal! And then he's like playing guitar there, and he's like, I'm gonna be in a band! But then he like learned about like film or something, I guess, right? Yeah, I went to film school. Yeah. And then, he said to himself, he looked and he looked up and said, I'm going to be the brightest light in the sky. Everyone will know my name. And then they both ended up in Los Angeles. After New York, they went to L.A. and started working on all different things. And then before you knew it, John Daly and Nick Thorburn were the most successful people in all of Hollywood. But it was not to last.
had a good run. They made a lot of stuff that people liked. But everyone's career has to come to an end at some point. And on June uh, 13th, 2048, John Daly and Nick Thorburn, they died. And when you look, look back at the legacy, like, they changed it. They changed showbiz. But it makes you realize it's hard to make it in showbiz. But they made their mark even for like a minute. And that's more than most people can do. But they're dead. Thank you for listening to You Gotta Remember This! This show is written, produced, edited, broadcast, like all other stuff, by me, Gary Long Squirrel. And it's part of the Panoply Network. Yeah, and that, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what other shows are on this <laughs> network. What other shows are on this thing? You got squirreled? Yeah, you got squirreled on it. And people got to know that join us, won't you? On another story about the forgotten, the secret and not so forgotten, no, otherwise forgotten stories of Hollywood in the second century. You got to remember this. We'll be back with another installment. Join us, won't you? Sorry I killed you guys. How did they die? Yeah, you didn't get in the Oh, wait. It's a good question. Hold on. (laughs) They both died. Some people think it was murder. Others think... Their hearts might have just been broken by the struggle. (laughs) Too much showbiz. It's too hard. And they just gave up. (laughs) And then you turn around and they're dead. Oh, so murder-suicide. Got it. Yeah, we don't know. Who knows how they're dead? No autopsy. Wait, hold on. No, they did an autopsy. They did an autopsy on Nick, and they found out he was murdered. And people aren't sure if John killed him. They're not sure what happened. It's weird. Trust me, it's weird. And we're going to get into it in another episode of John Daly and Nick Thorburn. Two dudes. Music and laughter. Yeah. John Daly and Nick Thorburn story. Thank you for listening to You Gotta Remember This! This episode was produced, directed, written, scored, performed by me, Gary Long Squirrel. And check out other shows on the network. Join us, won't you?
when it's when you're at a thing, and I mean, Nick, I know you uh, you are a performer and you're at shows, and it's people are at a show. They yell out all if, the time. If yeah. you're at a show, you're doing a show, and imagine you're Robert Fripp, and you're yeah. at this show, and then some guy is just yelling out during a, during a very precise right. part. Mm-hmm. Fripp, Fripp. My blood is boiling just yeah. thinking about that. Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> yeah, the worst. Mike, yeah. why don't you come in here? Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti Gotti. Yo Gotti. <laughs> um, yeah, can you get on that? The No, get on this mic. Mike, you slide that mic toward you. If you stand, you don't need to sit. He doesn't need to sit. Don't worry. Okay. No, we can stand there. Oh, I see. Do that. There we go. There we go. There we go. How's everybody doing? Hey, Mike. Now, AP hey, Mike, Mike, you went to the movies. That's true. And you went to see Gotti. Yes. And how was Gotti on a scale of 1 to 10? A scale of 1 to 10, I would say it's a 3. A 3? Yeah. What's the – there's the theater in Bayonne. Yes. You and Pat went. That's true. And when did you go? We went yesterday. It's not jury duty. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving like very (laughs) – so you went. You went? Yes. When did you go now? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday afternoon. Uh, no, actually the 7.30 Okay, show. the 7.30 show. So that's prime time. And you know. were able to get tickets for it? <laughs> the first thing I said to Pat as we parked was that uh, what the chances are pretty good this is going to be a private viewing. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. Uh, there was one other person in the theater. Uh-huh. And uh, he made quite an impression because as we were waiting online to get the tickets – this, the person who was in the waiting for Gotti came out. He was getting antsy. Uh-huh. And he, and he, he asked the guy who was selling the tickets. He thought there was something wrong because there were no commercials flashing or anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he thought there was something wrong. That they, yeah. Yeah. So that already got, gave me a v- bad vibe about this character. Okay. And so, so, but it's you and this guy. You yeah. and Pat and this guy. Yeah, that's it. So then you sit down, you watch the movie. How is John Travolta as Gotti? Well, it, it's really a vanity project for him. You could you could tell that he wanted to do a gangster character, mm-hmm. yeah. and I guess he he thought this was mm-hmm. his big chance to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's chewing up the scenery in just about every scene, so he's having a ball. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, he he's got like a bunch of talent talentless people around him, mm-hmm. pretty much, except for. Uh, Stacy Keach, uh, Stacy Keach, Keach yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in it, and his wife, mm-hmm. his wife wasn't so bad. Now, who directed this thing? E from yeah, from Kevin Connolly. E from Entourage <laughs> directed this thing. Yeah, is this his first movie? Well, I know it's his last. Okay. I don't know if it was his first. <laughs> how's his piece? How's the how's Travolta's piece in it? Um, yeah, I guess he he wears several different things. That's also what, what he probably enjoyed about the role. Uh, when, he's in prison, when, it, when he's in prison, you know, he had some plastic surgery done, so his face is all sort of done up in makeup, mm-hmm. and he's balding, and mm-hmm. so he's he's got that look going. So he in. gets his <laughs> face off. Yes. I got some good wigs for this role. Actually, <laughs> actually he says that they... <laughs> I got some good wigs for this role. <laughs> what? That's all I can... What? Where? Where? <laughs> 
What? <laughs> Did you grow up when, when you were when Gotti was happening? You uh, remember it vividly? No, I, I remember it was in the news a lot, and they show the the movie actually shows real news clips. It was like the two thousands, wasn't it? So it was, it was good to see Roger Grinsby again, and mm-hmm. a young Tom Brokaw, yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. John Miller from yeah. Eyewitness News is yeah. in it. They were the stars. They were the stars. Great. That's great. A a movie where the Channel 7 news guy is the star of it. So so it just sucked, though, right? It's not good, but it's it's not horrible. I Mm -hmm. mean, you can see what they're they're trying to borrow from other gangster Mm -hmm. movies. Like right at the beginning, you know, uh, John Travolta is addressing... The camera directly, mm-hmm. and then is even says, as John Travolta. No, it's, it's <laughs> is he just like is he like? Look, this movie's not going to be good. <laughs> I'm telling you right away, he directed it. Uh, <laughs> it, it <laughs> hey, uh, just a heads up, you can't get a refund for the next yeah. for the next four minutes. You yeah. legally can get your money back. The, yeah. the New York accent is really laid on thick, so. Uh-huh. If, if you enjoy these and things uh-huh. and things and you know, yeah. you get a lot of that. Uh-huh. Um, is it Barbarino? At a, it creep in? It's almost yeah. It's almost Barbarino esque. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's pretty thick. Who had the gra- the best turn in the movie? Stacy Keach. No, I mean his he's role is. that voice is, like this. Like he doesn't have that. much to do. He's sort of the the guy who should have got in instead of uh, Paul Castellano. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's sort of a, a weaker figure, but you uh-huh. know he's Gotti's uh-huh. best guy. Who are some of the other people in this thing? Who's in this? John Wayne Bobbitt, Steve O. <laughs> who else is acting in this thing? No, I mean I, I didn't oh. recognize any of the other actors. Tilda Swinton, except for <laughs> yeah. John Travolta, <laughs> Tilda Swinton, Steve O. <laughs> I, I thought that one of the Jersey Shore guys was playing John Gotti Jr. Uh huh. I didn't recognize the actor, but he looked like he had the haircut, like one of the like mo- the situation. I situation. Either, I thought it was either yeah. Polly or the situation. He's playing Sammy the Bull Gravano. Yeah. In the situation. <laughs> Do you think the situation is ever like ta- tells like like his landlord is like, look, the situation is I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> the situation is. I used to have a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he frames it with the situation. And so here's the situation softens now. the blow yeah. a little. Yeah. yeah, the situation is I'm going to go <laughs> DJ at this nightclub. They're going to pay me in cash, and then I'll pay you. <laughs> That's the situation. <laughs> Pat, Pat was really offended by uh, John Gotti Jr.'s uh, out-of-sync hairstyle, and, and you know he kept rumbling through the whole movie. And I, I thought this was going to set off the guy behind us. The, the, the guy how behind close, us. How close was he to you? He For was, an empty theater, he, wh- how close was he? No, he wasn't five, close. Five or six seats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, he was up above us, though. Uh-huh. So he's looking down on us. He yeah. had the advantage of yeah. looking down on us. Yeah. And, and, and Pat was trying to document this thing with some yeah. photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were having problems with the, the lighting and stuff. Yeah. Originally, Tom wanted a photo of John Travolta's. John Travolta's face on the screen, and AP Mike holding the Kirkland light, and I couldn't take it. Well, I tried to. I took a flash photo like six or seven times in the theater, trying to get it right. I put it in a bunch. Why of did you not drink the Kirkland light? Is it that bad? 
No, uh, it, it is one. It is bad, and you know, I just didn't want to have to deal with having to drink a whole warm can. It was warm by that time. Sure. And uh, are you like guys going to go to GottyCon? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you going to go to GottyCon this year? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what Travolta was trying to uh, get boost John Gotti's uh, mm-hmm. image. Yeah, and I think that's what turned off a lot of the critics. I think the the critics, I think, panned it more than it really deserved, mm-hmm. mainly because. If they endorsed it, you're, you're sort of endorsing the Gotti family yeah. Yeah. And, and all of that. So I, I think that that's part of it. You, you did feel kind of slimy mm-hmm. because, you know, Travolta obviously tried Reveling to give him a, a respectful yeah. uh, treatment in the movie. Do you think that this movie could have been a movie that would have been on Entourage? That, like, <laughs> Vince yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. Queens Boulevard? <laughs> like, like, Vince. Vince. Like, yeah. Vince, you're gonna play. We got this script for Gotti. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I want to play Gotti. Hey, baby bro, is there a role in there for me? <laughs> hey, baby bro, could I play Sammy the Bull? Yeah, you could play a corpse. Oh. Like he'd be like, I'm like, down like, for that, bro. Turtle, oh, well, I'll start working out now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you idiots. All right, <laughs> all right, you f knuckles. The thing you got to realize <laughs> is, if we're gonna do this, you're gonna do it, and we're gonna get uh, Billy to direct it. Billy Walsh? Billy Walsh. All right. He doesn't like suits. There was one uh, scene of torture. Uh, Actually, the violence wasn't Uh as over the top Mm -hmm. as it might have been, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, So, you know, I I give it somewhat. How was Childish Gambino? He was in it, right? No. No. Pitbull's music was in it. Look, if he was in it, if, if somehow... Donald Glover made a huge mistake and did it. He would have gotten himself out of it, out of yeah. like he would have like been like, <laughs> "You cut me out. <laughs> like, you gotta cut me out of this." Yeah. Stuff. Like, like he would have gone to like whoever he could and be like, "You gotta get me. You gotta. I'm in this thing for five minutes." Donald, come on, come on, Donald. Come yeah. on, give me, give him the benefit. Yeah. It might be good. Donald, come on. <laughs> Donald Glover's like, it's like John. You gotta cut me out of this thing. What? 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 <laughs> Wit, cut you out of wit. Out of what? I what? It's a good movie, man. <laughs> come on. You gotta join the church, man. You gotta come to church on Sunday, buddy. It's really fun. <laughs> the soundtrack was weird. It was all over the place. What was like it? I like I said, it? you know, it had uh, Fireball by uh-huh. Pitbull in there. Death then, Grips. <laughs> then, 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 then you had uh, the theme from Shaft. Yeah, uh-huh. like. There was about four accurate, period-appropriate mm-hmm. music choices that, like, were in the film if, it, if it, they had a flashback. And, mm-hmm. they, and it was really, like, they jumped around time in a weird way that mm-hmm. didn't even feel like it, mm-hmm. storytelling. It flowed the, with the story. But then those, those four music cuts weren't consistent with the other pieces of soundtrack, which, as Mike pointed out, are, like, you know T Pain and and uh, and Pitbull and all these people mm-hmm. and, and so it's just like West End Girls was a, a weird choice I that's thought. Good. That's, yeah, so, yeah. so clearly they oh. they got things they could like someone had a previous deal mm-hmm. on for the Pet Shop Boys that had yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Gotti yeah, was always yeah, cranking yeah, the yeah, Pet Shop. No. Yeah, there's there's all these songs. <laughs> At you least in Goodfellas, they're playing music that you think these characters might yeah. be familiar with. But in this movie, it's like the complete opposite. They're playing these songs that may have been part of the period, but 
what's it doing in a, a, a mob yeah. movie? Yeah. It, it just was uh-huh. weird. Yeah. <laughs> totally bizarre. I well, I'm glad can't you wait saw to see it. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, does it differ from E's earlier work? <laughs> I don't know what his earlier work He did work it under was. the skin, right? <laughs> what, what was his first film? What would you think about this, Mike? Sexy beast, We're going to yeah. up the ante, right? What if, we try to find, what if we try to figure out a screening of a movie that there's no way you won't be alone in it? I think it's pretty easy, actually, in Bayonne. I mean, okay. because that theater? that theater, I don't know, it's... You know, I like to go to early morning before noon, mm-hmm. and I've had a couple private screenings. Okay, uh, it would have to be Manhattan, like alone in Manhattan, like well, at a screening. Uh, that's pretty tough he's to not, do, he's right? Not doing, Mike's not going to the Manhattan. Oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, not for this stupidity. <laughs> Why am I just sending people to the movies? Now? How did that become <laughs> that's a good some, thing to do. <laughs> some thing? Right. Well, Tom be, sends you to the movies. There's a show there. I spin, think. Yeah, spin off podcast. Well, I want to say this. Speaking of podcasts, you know what I want to get? You, know, you ever see these iPods that people are like totally retooling and they can hold like one TB? Yeah. On it. Does anybody do that? Anybody who listens to this, if you do that, if you're like a, a, a nerd who like I shouldn't call you a nerd. I'm going to ask you to looking to get you to do something. If you're a cool person who's good with technology and you do things like pop iPad iPods open and make them so they can hold a terabyte of music, let me know. I'm interested <laughs> in that. I'm interested in getting that. Uh-huh. I can't. I, I just want that. I want an iPod that holds it, all the stuff I got. You bring around, then I'm covered no matter where I am. It's a it's a it's a work related thing. Does yours still work? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> because they they stopped making them, right? Yeah, they stop yeah. making them because yeah. they, 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 that's, the, that's not what they want right. you to have, Mike. Yeah. They don't want it. You know what, Mike? When that stuff happens, I just sit back and they take the thing. I like the iPods. They take it away. You know what I say to myself? I just sit back and I say, it's every day, bro. All right, get out. So brilliant. Remember when you know it's you know it's some pretty tough rap when when you when you go after PewDiePie. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's not messing Straight around. Straight for the jugular. Oh, this man. guy's not messing around. He's going after. He called PewDiePie out Jeez. on his rap. So <laughs> that's hard. Ice cold. John Daly, what, what's going on? What, what can we where, what can we look for for 2018 from you? Um, we got. Uh, me and Cyrus got the record coming out. Um, we'll be going, uh, doing some shows nationally, um, and um, uh, putting out the record on a label at some point. It's a little bit down the road, but um, we're going to be uh, working out all the songs live, uh, mm-hmm. starting on again July 24th at the Satellite in LA um, with Slut Island opening, um, and uh, yeah, Penelope uh, Gazin. Penelope Gay's in the best. Yes. yes. 
Exactly. Talented. Her brother, I'm Nick. Friends yes, with Nick. he's a good guy. Yeah, I, I know she's Penelope rad. Too. Imagine being that like, cool talented sense. from a family with talented people, and having a like a brother or sister that's equally talented. That's yeah, like super cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's coming up. So that's coming up. Are you in anything that we can look forward to watching you on our TVs? Um, I think I, I'm dying up here. Is is, is right. uh, the p- next uh, two episodes are the uh, end of the second season? So mm-hmm. that's uh, this Sunday and the next Sunday. That's on Showtime. Yes, and then um, I am. Yeah, you're, you're recapping Westworld too. I'm in. I'm I'm doing Westworld re- recaps mm-hmm. um, with a DJ. It's like a, a guy scratches <laughs> and I do recaps, and it's kind of like it's kind of like um, that NPR show uh, where there's beats over like moth type stories. <laughs> Or whatever, um, yeah. So that's cool, and that's going to be great. And um, yeah, just always. It's yeah, exactly. This is the song says it. It's every day. It's every day, bro. So, so yeah. So you're around. You just catch it. Where do you catch it? Where do you catch? Where do you catch it? You get it at Twitter. Oh, you get it at, oh, at John Daly. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter. I'm, I'm on Instagram at, at John Daly Graham. That's J-O-N-D-A-L-Y-G-A-R-G-R-A-M. And then you got, yeah. And then, um, check out Lil Zan's dad, uh, dot com, which is, uh, my video, my, my lyrics video for the Lil Zan song, I'm Your Dad. And, um, yeah. And, uh, Ah, oh, there's stuff coming up. It's all slipping in my mind. Uh, I gotta get in the plugs, baby. Um, you're the best. John you're the, you're the best. best. Well, no, you're the best. Thank you. One of the funniest people ever. John Thank Daly. you. You too. I'm telling you, look. Could, would it be helpful if I was tight with the other John Daly, the one who, who is like all hooked up with everything? He yeah. might, he might be able to help you out yeah. more, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'll try though. You I, know I what do though? Try. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. If I had to pick one, it's not, even a, it's not even a choice. It's you. Well, he's lovely. I don't know. You're, okay. you're underselling. I could care less. You know, he's... You're my favorite. Okay. Well, thank you. He you're is one of my great. favorite people. Not only one of my favorite people named John Daly, just one of my favorite people. Oh, named thank John. You. Likewise. Yeah, it, to me, it's like watching <laughs> greatness here. It's It really is. Like, just for me to sit in the room. I'm not kidding. Like, it's really like oh, a Bill sweet. Worthington, Scottie Pippen kind of... Uh, oh, yeah. You're sweet to say Bill Wennington. Bill Wennington. Sure. Bill Worthington right. would be... I don't know why I'm calling you out. I'm nitpicking you now, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Nick just, Thorburn. Now, Nick Thorburn. Nick He's you. Canadian, Bill Wennington. That's, he was, yes. Yeah, he was. Rest so in Steve peace. Steve Nash. The great Steve Nash. Canada's Steve, hmm. yeah. Two-time MVP, Steve Nash. Yeah. Victoria. Now, Nick Thorburn, you have a, uh, uh, you have a book coming out through Frantographics in a few months. I do. Thank you for saying. Yes, yeah, September, early September, uh, and you can pre-order it on fanographics.com slash penguins. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to see a sneak peek of the only copy in existence, and it's beautiful. Thank you. It's heavy. And I can't wait to, I can't wait to, to, to sit and read it. And I can, what else is going on with you? What else are you up to? Uh, you know, just chipping away, just, um, kind of in the weeds a little bit, but can I actually give a quick little plug for a friend's thing? Yeah, of course. Um, so it's this company called Mac Weldon and they're really revolutionizing underwear. Um, mm-hmm. no, uh, my friend is doing a, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my friend is doing an event in LA on July 9th, uh, called, Con- uh, well, it's for kind, which is kids in need of defense and it's, um, a 
an organization that does like pro bono uh, attorney work for for refugee children in the United States. So it's pretty topical and stuff. And it's at Salazar in Frogtown. Um, and it's a it's, benefit. It's a benefit. Yeah, there's lots of comedians and stuff. I don't know why you lost my email. I guess. Yeah, I guess they something got mixed up. But there's going to be some <laughs> comics I'm available. All right. Well, you heard it here first. John is available. There's a silent auction and some like a really good stuff, and then food and and drinks, um, all included. I think in the ticket. So you can get that at kindnight.eventbrite.com. Um, yeah, just thought I'd pass that along. That's if that's awesome. cool, I hope that's yeah, okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. And people can check you out over on Twitter. Kindnight.eventbrite.com. You can check me out there. Just check you out there. <laughs> Slash Nick from Ireland. Sure. That sounds pretty kind. But you know you're uh, you're Nick from Islands. Yeah, yeah. I don't tweet really. Uh, it's sort of uh, dormant, yeah. um, like oh. the music career. But um, Instagram is popping off. Okay, and then you're doing is, stories now too. What's Instagram now? What's your Instagram? <laughs> Nick from Islands. Nick from yeah, Islands. I try to keep the brand kind of. And you've got Critical, which is the a super funny podcast. You're very sweet to say that. Thank you. My wife uh, Terry was listening the other day. She was she was laughing so much that... from the other room. I could not believe, and she was like losing her mind laughing. Wow. The show. Well, so. thank you, Terry. Yes. So. You're both good, and thank you for coming in, and I appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. And thanks to Mac Weldon again. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, well, of course. It goes and thanks to saying. Untuck It, because you can untuck the shirt, and you don't have to tuck it in. It still looks good. It goes without saying. <laughs> it goes without saying that we think Untuck It. Yeah, and Untuck It. There once was a man <laughs> from Untuck It. <laughs> I'm gonna. Can you oh guys? Uh, boy. Would you guys? I'm gonna wrap up. You wanna sleep? Oh, oh yeah, we're out of here. Thank you. No, it's fine. That's no, fine. I mean, because you know, it comes down to just trying to wrap it up, and you know, how it goes right, Mike. Yeah. Try to wrap it up, and you know, we just try to make it count. You now it's another best show. It's show where I uh, come here every week I do the show and I care about the show and it's nice to have friends come by who I care about and get to do the show with it's nice but you know there's times when you're just trying to make it through this world and it's hard it's not always easy and it pushes back and you push and you get pushed back. And then sometimes you're just like, I don't know how many more times I can push. What would be the crime if I said, I'm sitting down, I'm sitting down. I'm waving the white flag, I surrender. No moss. No moss. What would be the crime in that? Is there any crime? There's no crime in that. If you're tired, if you, it's a hard, it's a hard world. It's a world that takes a lot out of you too. That's the thing, both internally, externally, micro, macro. It's a hard world and it's very demanding and it's very taxing. And sometimes you're just like, I don't even recognize this world and you just don't know what to do. It's hard. But then you look at yourself in the mirror and you know what to say to yourself. I only get one loop on this thing, baby. I only get one pass through. And you know what? I look at some of these people, these chumps and halfwits that are doing the thing and they're doing cheap versions of it. I look at this Alec Baldwin with his podcast, the pile of trash. 
And then Amy Schumer now is doing a podcast. And I saw an article like, hey, why are you doing a podcast? She's like, it was a chance to make some money. and ha- Make some money? What? I've been doing this thing since Bill Clinton was president. Make You're going to step in there doing you did two episodes? You're talking about making money? That's what the state of this is? You know what? You guys want to come in, you vultures. It's always any good medium. Here come the vultures. Something works. Here come the vultures, and it's the rich people come in to pick pick over the bones and take it away. But you know what? You can't take this away because I got the Patreon because you people step up and support the best show. We're not going through some big company. No, this, this is just an instant line of communication. You to me, me to you. It's a circle. It's energy. We go back and forth. Patreon.com slash the best show. And I'm here every Tuesday. And I know six months from now, you're not going to see Amy Schumer doing her podcast if the checks don't clear. But I'll be here giving it away week after week doing it. We make money sometimes lately. Some Most of the time we didn't. But you know what? Who cares? I don't care. I never got in this for the money. You think I get in this for the money? How stupid do you think I am?
boss's name? D'Souza. It's, uh, Phil Spector. Alhambra. I'm sorry? D'Souza. Phil Spector. Alhambra. Seal? D'Souza. Spector. Alhambra. Seal Inspector? D'Souza. Yeah. Phil Spector. Man. What about it? It's just the worst. No, it's not. You love it. I don't.